Welcome it goes to open to the Hank Strange yes. situation. Make sure Life you thumbs up. Of the locked and loaded. Make sure you subscribe. Ring the bell so you can be notified. <laughs> All right, we are live. Come on, let's get the jazz hands going. Come on, Kerry, you gotta do the jazz hands with the rest of us. There we go. We are live. I hope you got your big girl Friday panties, the Friday versions of the panties. I hope you have those on tonight. Thank God it's Friday already. Um, it, you know what? It came kind of slow this week. It's been a crazy week for me. Uh, this is episode, uh, podcast episode number 399. 399. On Monday, it's going to be 400 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, but it's 399 today. Uh, major gun control bills unveiled by Democrats in Congress. We're going to talk about that. We have Kerry Sloan from Stilettos and Shotguns. Boom. There she goes. She's joining us today. Um, you know, uh, yeah. She's Filtered. Yeah, for anyone listening, she just did the zip across the mouth thing. We'll get into that here in a second. We've also got Mike Woodland, MW Tactical. What's up, Mike? Not too much, man. I think yeah. I got my big panties on, but they're in polka dots. But, hey, I oh. got finished doing dry fire, and I'm ready to get going. Oh, okay. He likes I, the cheeky ones with the lace trim, just so y'all know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, listen, there's nothing wrong with polka dots. Oh, I'm judging dots. him. Yeah, that's old school, bringing it back from the, uh, what was that, like the, the 40s or something, maybe? Uh, when <laughs> I wasn't. Ruffle butt. <laughs> <laughs> Little ruffle butt. Yeah. What was that, Mike? What were you saying? I said back in the 40s, I don't even think I was thought of back then. No, no, man. No. I don't know how old your parents are. So, yeah. The, uh, that was probably grandparents' territory. Okay, so listen, Andrew Andrew gave us a dollar, so thanks from Andrew. We appreciate that support. Um, let me see. There's a bunch of people here. Shout out to everyone who's in the chat. We'll see if – I don't know if I'll really get a chance to go through and do that. Hold on. Let me make sure I've got my phone turned off. I might have too many uh, devices being on the internet here. Let me shut that off. All right, cool. Um, and start this. So – for the, the one of the things that happened the last time Carrie was on, YouTube basically <laughs> pulled the uh, monetization from the video. So if you look here on the channel, you're not going to find that video. It doesn't. It, um, that doesn't mean that they deleted it or anything like that. They pulled the uh, monetization, but it's kind of it's not a negative strike. But I don't think it's a good thing to have them on there. So what I do is anything they demonetize, I remove it. But it is on GunStreamer, just so that everyone knows. It's on GunStreamer. You want to see how, you know, Carrie got down the last time. You know, go check out GunStreamer. <laughs> you can take a look at that. <laughs> Today, you're saying you're going to be, is this going to be uh, kinder, gentler, Carrie? Is that what we're getting today? You know? No, I wouldn't say I would be necessarily kinder and gentler, oh, but I would be, okay. I would be, uh, I, I might be a little less um, aggressive with the profanities. Oh, okay. So. Okay. All right. All medications have been taken. I don't need medication. Oh, okay. I'm good. I, mean, I took mine. I took mine. You know. I'm good. We all, no, I'm, I'm good. We all need a little bit of medication. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it comes in a cup. <laughs> sometimes it comes. That's true, and there's no in shame in that. By the way. <laughs> yeah. So it comes in all different forms. Absolutely. And mysterious Absolutely. ways. So anyway. Absolutely. If anyone's wondering, I just and I wanted to explain that to you too, Carrie. That it, the the video. YouTube didn't delete it. They just pulled the monetization, which means they suppressed the, the discovery. 
And then I guess when you get to me, I feel like when you get a bunch of those, they start going after you more. So that's what I do okay. on uh, the Hank Strange channel where we put up gun stuff. If they demonetize things, I remove it. Same thing here on the uh, the podcast channel. They've um, they've done it to actually a couple of different videos. So if anyone's looking for those, it's on GunStreamer, and we actually have a separate channel on GunStreamer called Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. So there's Hank Strange channel over there, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded, uh, something else. I don't know. I think Stranger Palooza might be over there too. That's the car thing, you know. Um, I got a, I got several different jobs going here. So, all right, we've got we've got Carrie, we've got Mike. Um, what's going on with you guys, man? How's your your week been going? Uh, I'll start my with week. you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Jump on. Yeah, in. I was gonna say um, my week's been going great. Um, doing nothing but getting ready for some more um, competitions going on. I did a competition last night. Okay. I looked at it more as more as a practice. It was an outlaw match, so those are pretty fun. What does that mean? Um, if you're familiar with USPSA or IDPA, it's along those same platforms, but it's not sanctioned. So even if you do it, you don't get rated like you would at a USPSA or IDPA okay. match. All right. I I'm familiar with them. I don't know if you are, Carrie. I'm familiar with them in terms of I know the names, but I've never competed in either of those things. Those are just different organizations, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. familiar with competition whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're that's different. Still, that's still foreign territory to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of matches. I've never actually done the competition thing. What is it? Just different organizations, different rules, Mike? Yeah, that's pretty much what it goes down to. Okay. IDPA is more for like concealed carry um, type shoots with rules around um, using cover and concealment. Whereas uh, USPSA is just more run and gun. So they got targets out there with different obstacles, and you just try to knock down targets or hit targets as fast as you can. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, is there a preferred one for you? I prefer USPSA over IDPA, but both of them are just as fun, but I just like USPSA more. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm sure there's folks out there who actually do that as well, so you guys can let us know. <laughs> What you know? What you think about those? What's your favorite one? All right, Carrie. So, what's up with you? You know, what, what's your, how's your week been? Can you do, can you hear me? I am head. Oh, are we breaking um, up? I've got are a lot coming? going on actually. That's pretty good. Um, Carrie, girl. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, there might be a delay or something like that. Maybe it sounds like there's a delay. I was losing you there for a minute, but I've got oh. you back. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's Do on my end. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if it's on my end or not. I don't, it might not be you guys. It might be me. Well, and I turned off. I was watching the chat in my um, on my phone, but I turned it off just in case that was the problem. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. Yeah, sometimes yeah. other devices get in the way. So are we yeah. coming in clearer now? Uh, yeah, very okay. much so. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm um, sorry. Go ahead. You can start no, from no, the top. No, no, no. That's okay. So Carrie Girl, um, com. they um, just published a – they asked me to write a blog post for them. Um, so I published a story. I kind of – their big thing is why I carry, you know, for women. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of um, did a little – went a little bit of a different direction with that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean – in more of, uh, I, of course, by their encouragement, I, I kind of took it more into talking about, um, 
unconstitutional gun laws and how they affect women, particularly domestic violence victims and some of the things that I've actually spoken on mm-hmm. um, at our Capitol and, and across the country about that. So I that's up today. So that's good. Um, mm-hmm. that, that just went up today on carrygirl.com, I believe it is. I can double check that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm headed to Arizona next week. Um, we the Female is going to be doing a um, one of our um, situational awareness um, and uh, personal security education classes down there, as well as a beta test that I'm running for a program that I have been working on literally, that's my baby, um, since January that um, nobody really knows about. So if I pull this off, I'm going to change the way gun stores are able to interact with um, women specifically, but just customers in general. So um, I've been working very hard on that. So, and okay. Cheryl down at Easy Firearms has been very generous to be my my beta market for that, or my beta store. Mm-hmm. And then I'm headed to Colorado and I'm going to be at Guns for Everyone. And uh, we're going to be doing a, like a networking roundtable for people in the gun community and then uh, teaching a We the Female class there. Yeah. So I've been, I've got, got a lot coming on this last week and next week. Okay. So um, what do you mean change the way that, that they deal with people? Is it a law or just maybe guidelines or something or some kind of training? That you're going to put in I place? can't I can't talk about it too much but it's um, it's just a it's a program that I'm writing and I, I've literally from it, I literally from inception all the way around nothing like this exists so I did I've been doing months and months of research and nothing like this exists mm-hmm. so lots of research lots of energy lots of tears <laughs> lots of frustration um and i'm just in the final portions of, of writing some of the details and getting it into a powerpoint and then we'll do the test on mm-hmm. it um refine that from the test and then we'll be launching that soon so you guys are gonna want to stay tuned for that because it's okay. of, of the few people that do know about it um i've had nothing but overwhelming support and encouragement to because th- these people who are people who have very long-term members of the community who say this is something that would be desperately needed. So if I pull this off and everybody, you know, say a little prayers for me, if I pull this off, this could be a really, really good thing for the, for um, gun stores and, and which would then translate into like instructors and, and okay. RSOs. And All right, cool. Yeah. I think definitely uh, gun stores out there. I'm not saying every gun store is guilty of it. I mean, there's some gun stores that are owned by, by women, but um, sure. you know, well, I, that's think- my market is one. Yeah. My test market. Yeah. That's Cheryl. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So I think it would be a good thing for gun stores to figure out how to deal with uh, people in general. And, um, and I know that it could sometimes be intimidating for, for women as well. Um, I think they're intimidating to everyone that comes in the doors, you know, but we definitely don't want to alienate people, um, and have them walk away their first time thinking like, okay, this is, this is batshit crazy. You want them to think we have, uh, open arms. Yeah. And that's so one of the things that I've discovered being so green in this culture community or whatever is um, that even though there's a lot written for um, new shooters or women new to guns, I mean, there's tons of stuff out there for that YouTube Mm -hmm. videos, blog posts and all these things. Mm -hmm. um, They're still written from a perspective of and there's a lot of language and, and things used that are still gun gun people or gun culture. So that's one of the things. But more importantly, gun stores themselves, what I'm starting to find with my research is they, 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 the thought process is still, while there's some exceptions, so nobody light me up in the, in the comments because I can't see them. So, (laughs) but, um, there are exceptions to the rule and not everybody does this, but for the most part, 
there's there's a condescension um, that kind of lies there with with new women to guns, or um, they tend to be more. They, they talk over the top of them and, and use the language and stuff they don't use. So my research has been done a lot, not necessarily some of it in the gun culture, but some of it outside of the gun culture with just women on the street, because that is who is walking in the store. You know, it's easy for us that are in this gun culture to think, you know, in our little chamber, but most women walking into a gun store are not in the gun culture. That's it's the single mom, you know, the newly single mom, it's the mm-hmm. soccer mom that watched, you know, or how, you know, the neighbor's house getting broken into, whatever. So this is written, um, you know, because I was that woman a few years ago, or just a few months ago, excuse me. And so this whole program is written from that perspective to to get that to these people behind the counter to help them understand that customer um, who's intimidated and and, and often they're they're scared to go in because, you know, just it's an overwhelming topic. Oh, okay. Uh, What do you think about that, Mike? Uh, You ever worked in a gun store? Um, I never directly worked in a gun store, okay. but I had input on a few gun stores that were newly opened in areas and people knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've always stated that people who hire people to work at gun stores, they need to ensure that the people actually know the basics about certain guns. Because one of the, the points that Carrie was making, a lot of people or a lot of men when they talk to females about guns they do kind of talk down on them like they don't know and everybody's favorite cliche is they always offer the small gun or the small revolver when <laughs> you know what I'm saying or a shotgun all you need a little yeah. missy Man, the, rock, the revolver or the 22 <laughs> yeah so like, like I say it, it pisses me off just as much as mm-hmm. many other people who know what they know about firearms mm-hmm. and having the clear understanding of hey, all it takes is training because what feels right in your hand is not going to feel right in somebody else's hand. And um, one female might feel more confident with a full-size gun, whereas another one might feel confident with something that's more of a subcompact character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Carrie. And we've thought of details that, like, people wouldn't even think about when we're going into this, Um, you know. And I have a friend who's a big gun guy who's not gun culture. You know, he's a big gun owner, but just isn't involved in, a, you know, the culture at all. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him about it. And he said, you're solving a problem that I didn't even know existed. And that's when I knew I had something. So because he was like, oh. <laughs> and I said, yeah, and these are it's just and some of it's just little things that people don't realize. And, um, you know, uh, conversely, you know, they offer the revolver or the the 22. But um for those of you who know that um, he had to step back from, I'm, that's part of why I'm doing so much of it now. Is, is Chad from Prize Gunner? He was help. He actually helped me um, start developing this, and he's had to step back for work obligations and and, and personal obligations. But um, so I'm having to finish it up myself. But um, conversely, on the other side of that, he had uh, one of his church members was in her 70s and went in to get a gun for personal protection, and they sold her a 40 cal. And she's a, was a very tiny, frail, thin woman, and she could hardly hold it. So she went to him, she approached him and, and uh, said, you know, I, can you help me with this? And he said, that's going to break your wrist. I mean, I guess it was that she was, she's that kind of, you know, that old, uh, cause he's an FFL. So he yeah. knew, and he, so she ended up selling her another firearm that's actually better fitted for her. Mm-hmm. So they oversold her a firearm uh, as opposed to underselling her one, you know? Right. And so there's that factor, you know, kind of in there too. And Maybe I, I think in some cases, which happens in all stores, I'm going to assume, right? There's there's uh, merchandise that they're just trying to get out the door. I guess yeah. that happens sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, Mike. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, a, a lot of people give the kickbacks and rebates for a certain product. So mm-hmm. yeah. depending on, like, um, what time of the year it is, and let's just, for instance, say um, Glock is February through April. They right. might give a certain rebate back to um, for so many guns being sold. Mm-hmm. And right. then SIG might do it from um, July through September. Yeah. You know, and so and like I said, of course, the push is product and incentives. So um, it is cool, but once again, the person that's going in for the handgun, either one, need to do their research as well, and um, or two, bring somebody with them who they feel is competent enough to steer and guide them in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think that incentive thing is, is probably creates a lot of issues. And then I've seen that some stores, um, the guy selling it to you, if he sells this many Glocks, you know, or this many of the 40 cals, let's say, right, because we're talking about that, um, then he gets a free gun or he gets this thing. That's right. never a good thing for the customer coming in the door if that guy's right. trying to do that, you know. And that's all, that's all stuff that we've addressed in this um, program that we wrote. I mean, I'm telling you, like some when this comes out, you guys are going to be like, whoa, like some of the details that we thought of with this. And, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing in a different concept in, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a successful day spa owner and, um, you know, was, had my kind of finger in the fashion industry and, and, you know, I'm a professional makeup artist for 20 years and things. And while that doesn't seem like it relates, the fundamentals of retail are mm-hmm. always there. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that in the gun culture, because it's always just been its own very specialized market, some of that concept has been lost. Well, the market is bigger than it's ever been and it's still growing. Um, ironically, even though they want to take it all away, which is super funny, but, um, that's, that's, that's next segment getting to that. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so it's, it's just a matter of, of there's gotta be a different approach to the whole, the whole concept, I think. And, um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at with it. So we'll see. I mean, it's, I mean, there's no, we'll see it's, it's, I don't, um, sorry, my thing just glitched out. Um, I, when I, when I set my mind to do something like this, it, I, I, I put a lot of energy into making sure that it's done right. So um, I'm very much looking forward to, to launching this because I, I think y'all are going to be really pleased with, with what I put together. I, I hope so anyway. Yeah. Um, we'll, but, wait, uh, we'll wait for whatever time period, yeah. you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wait with bated breath. We might I hope have to so. take some Tic Tacs or something like that to survive. <laughs> as long know. as Mike's <laughs> in his ruffle butt panties while he's doing it, it's all good. <laughs> But uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before we move on from this subject, I think the firearms industry is behind in a lot of different things. And if we're talking specifically about stores or the retail side of it, I think they just don't do the basics that other retail stores do when they're interacting with customers and stuff like that. So that's the first thing. Yeah, they need to, you know, they need to start learning how to deal with people and then be proficient. I think like Mike is saying with what they're selling. Yeah. You know, and, and then be able to read or talk to the customer and find out exactly what that person needs, what they're looking for, you know, what level they're at in terms of experience with guns and things like that. So. So interestingly enough, a side note before, because I know we want to shut down the segment, and kind of move on from it. But um, when you're talking about knowing the fundamentals, um, Mike, something an interesting conversation came up with Chad and I when we were running this. Uh, you know, running through these these things. And he had talked to someone that was at a big box store. I think it was a big five or, or something. And um, so the manager has to actually do the process for the gun, right? The guy from the counter, I guess, was the was the deal. 
but anybody from anywhere could come over and show the gun and sell the gun and sell accessories and, and rounds and stuff. Okay, like and, in a Cabela's or something or Gander. Yeah, or yeah, or like a big five. I think this this particular guy he was talking to was in a big five, and he and this this gentleman quit in this big five because um. Big five is a gun. And it was somebody came in and bought. Hmm? I'm I'm sorry. Big five is like um like a big box gun store. Sporting goods store. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chains. Yeah, yeah. And right. they've got general. Mm-hmm. So it'd be more like a maybe a sports men's or dicks probably more like a dick sporting good okay um because they got you know athletic gear and stuff too but um so they sold a guy i can't remember if it was he had a 38 special and they sold him um they sold him um the wrong rounds mm-hmm. they sold him the wrong rounds but it was because they were selling him i can't remember if it was he had the 38 special and they were selling him 380s, I think is what it was or something like that. Anyway, whoever it was that was selling it did not know. Mm-hmm. Like they were just thinking 3.8 and 3.8 as opposed to knowing what kind of rounds that mm-hmm. needed to go in it. And so this guy was like, yeah, this is not good. So, yeah. <laughs> so back to you well, know that whole yeah. thing about you kind of want to know what it is that you're selling. We could, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could play um, devil's advocate on that as well um because you got to understand like running a gun store or even in a big box store like that like dicks or cabello's or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. um it's all about numbers and sales and everything so you need people to push the sales but once again if those companies don't invest in training them for the basic knowledge of the product other than hey this is a bullet just this number goes with this caliber Right. But if mm-hmm. you can effectively talk about it, do a little bit of research and all this and that. And I think it should be something stores do at least once a month. Take the employees out to the range to shoot mm-hmm. 10 different calibers. OK, what do you think about this one? You know, yeah. write down your little note card, take mm-hmm. it to work with you. And yeah. And when people come in, you know, you can talk about yeah. the various ammo, high kick and this weapon versus this um, ammunition, yeah. you know, something small like that. You know? Well, and, that's all part of what I've got going. So let's hope. Let's just hope that this, because I, I, like I said, I don't want to give too many details out, but everything that you've mentioned has been has been crossed in in this addressing it. So that that okay. actually is a good sign to me that I'm I'm on the right track. Still, I'm being validated with what I'm doing. So um, stay tuned because I think you guys are gonna like it. I think I'm pretty excited about it. All right, cool, cool. Let us know um, how that works out. All right, so the uh, major thing I wanted to talk about is these uh, bills, and then we can, we'll obviously get into a bunch of other things here. I'll throw something up on the screen. This is from Newsweek. Two major gun control bills unveiled by Congre- uh, congressional Democrats. And uh, let me see. Let's uh, let's scroll down in here. I didn't get read to read this. those, so. Yeah, I did send it to you guys, but if you look this up, you'll, you know, this has been in the news. It's not just today. It's been out there for a little while. I just haven't had a chance to talk about it. So two potentially sweeping gun violence prevention bills were introduced to Congress Thursday. If passed, the legislation would overhaul screening requirements for uh, prospective gun buyers and prohibit the dissemination of digital files or code that could be used to 3D print firearms. (laughs) Um, you You can literally just use some old, like... Uh, a chisel or something like that and and make a firearm. Okay, the first bill, the Handgun Purchaser Licensing Act, would incentivize state and local governments to implement a requirement that would-be gun owners first obtain a license before making a purchase. The 2019 introduction of this bill in the House, I think they've tried to 
bring these bills in before, uh, by Jamie Raskin and in the Senate by Chris Van Hollen, both Democrats, follow John Hopkins Center for Gun Policy and Research uh, and research study, which found the uh, purchaser licensing is the only, according to them, only effective method of screening potential gun buyers. I, I understand that. Um, this is a quote from them, not from me. Handgun licensing saves lives for the same reason driver's licensing saves lives. Oh, Okay, I, 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 I censored myself. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do it. Don't I almost do it, dropped Karen. an F-bomb, y'all, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I censored myself. Yeah, so we could, I mean, no we, easy feat for me. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I'll just, I'll just uh, finish the quote here. It, this is a quote from them. It takes the dangerous people out of our way as much as possible. Um, obviously, <laughs> we don't agree with that here, right? Uh, Carrie, no, actually, since you're I'm, ready to go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got two personals. I mean, I have my own personal story with that, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, my ex-husband, for those of you that, that are, are listening, watching, whatever, that don't know my story, um, I got thrown in all this um, speaking out against one of the, the big laws here and that everybody knows about it, 1639 here in Washington State, because... NRA and the Second Amendment Foundation both teamed up on that one. That's how big of a deal it is mm -hmm. um, to, to put all the resources into it. But um, my ex-husband beat me so severely that when they arrested him, he was held on a felony charge, felony assault charge. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was what he was arrested on. Their criteria being is that I was bloody. So there was blood present in my face. Um, so they... That was that was their criteria, which is weird, but whatever. So what's mm -hmm. even stranger is that it was dropped to a class A uh, misdemeanor, mm -hmm. um, being that being the highest mis misdemeanor, I think. Right. Yeah. And um, because and here is their what's even weirder criteria. He didn't use a weapon. He just used himself. So regardless. So here here's where problems like that happen. So this is a violent offender he was a repeat offender um just it went unreported so that that's part of that but he knew how to use the system to his advantage and he was able to negotiate that diversion of that that misdemeanor down to a diversion treatment and then he stalked me uh mm -hmm. by taking a job delivering pizzas so but because he was able to get it down to a misdemeanor he would have been able to go and buy a firearm so um that's one my own personal yeah. example of yeah. why something like that is is really dangerous, particularly for women, um, DV survivors. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've got several other examples that women have, you know, sent me in of their own personal stories, but yeah. that that's yeah. one major reason. Um, and didn't boyfriend that just, uh, North Carolina, he was a, he had a license, right? That was a, he purchased that illegally. The, the guy in, uh, was uh, Virginia, Virginia. Are yeah. we talking about Virginia beach? Yeah. 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 Beach. Um, yeah, yeah. just, yeah. So just to go back to the to the weapon thing for a second, I mean, I know that's I, I'm not trying to like belittle what happened to you because that's pretty no, traumatic, that's right. and they should have done good. something uh, more than that, and you should have been able to defend yourself uh, better yeah. than that, obviously. Uh, just to, what do we classify as a weapon? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd love to know <laughs> because it's yeah, no, you tell me when you find out, you let me know because well, I'm still over here going ten years, thir what thirteen years later, going. Okay, okay what, go what? look at John Wick. Go look at a John Wick movie. That's going to show you what a weapon is. Everything. A pencil, a car, right. your hands. A hand. Well, and so he was yeah, 100 a pounds. He's 100 pounds heavier and a foot taller than me. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I mean, he was able to hold me up on my neck against a wall off my feet. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that if that's not a weapon, I don't know what it is. And so that's some kind of screwy shit. 
stuff going to, on. To me, <laughs> to me so well. it sounded. Yeah. In uh, Washington State, I just thought that, that was a really odd thing for the for the prosecuting attorney to tell me that that's why they dropped it. I thought that's kind of weird. But yeah, go yeah. ahead, Mike. To, yeah, I was gonna say to me it sounded like they used a couple different laws to make everything flow into this one. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, like out here on the East Coast, a lot of times when you do anything domestic violence, like striking your mm-hmm. partner, mm-hmm. Um, now that automatically that puts you in the realm of you can't be around firearms. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just sounds like they use various different laws to come up with that one. Yeah. Call him the weapon, pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that goes back to that. Just everything is so arbitrary, which is just like the, you know, the law that that put me in all this was the 1639 and their mental health background check piece of that. And there's no criteria for what they're um, classifying sh- should de- de- disqualify you um, to purchase. Um, it's I could anyway, well, if you guys want to get into that, I will. And I can explain it again. But um Essentially, it's it's completely arbitrary, and that's kind of what's going on. Is they throw all this stuff together, and it, it makes everything gray. And and maybe I'm all paranoid. I think that's almost intentional, mm-hmm. um, so that it can be subjective to to the you know whatever their whim is at that time, and and um, or whatever whatever's trendy in gun control, right? Yeah. So um, and it it allows it allows for that um, intentionally. So yeah, uh, yeah. the big thing, right? You know, like, yeah, the big thing in here, I'll go back to a comment Vanessa Kitty put up, uh, and we're just talking about one of the things right now. Um, She's but, right. I just looked yeah. at that. Yeah. yeah, she says, how does a driver's license save a life? Um, I, I would like to know. I, I don't know where these studies, John Hopkins, I don't know where they came with, how they came with that. I mean, these things don't save lives. They don't do anything to save lives. Um you know, maybe it says a driver's license, I think, says, hey, you've gotten some kind of training. You know, we're now licensing you to operate a vehicle. But that that driver's license doesn't expire when you see the person driving next to you texting and driving. It doesn't go boom. OK, this car is right. shut down. You know, right. if someone's drinking and driving, it doesn't say, yeah, you can't get in the car. You're drink, you're drinking and driving. People, we're, yeah. we're the ones that do stuff. We make conscious decisions to do things. And sometimes it leads to our own destruction or other people's destruction. Yeah, yeah. That was part of the what, – so what's so – Reader's Digest, real quick. So what happened with 1639 essentially is that every law that's failed in the state over XYZ number of past years, they threw in a one giant pile of crap, I like to call it, and then uh, set it on fire into a steaming pile of crap um, waiting for um, – something tragic to happen and enter Parkland last year. Mm -hmm. And so this bill was introduced within like 10 days, two weeks. I'm like, they had it just waiting. Um, But one of those, those things that they've now added to it is in Washington state. So if they don't get a stay, if SAF doesn't get a stay in court, um, this is going to go into effect on July 1st um, that we have to have a license, a certification showing that we've gone through a gun safety course. So not only on the range, but I think, uh, like in classroom, which also includes a mental health component of that. Um, So, but here's the thing, like you're talking about, like, okay, so you go through it and let's just play devil's advocate and say that um, we're going to play by their rules and you're right. Getting a license is that works. Well, there's a couple of organizations online right now that are gun stores and trainers that are here. We're like, yeah, they're like, just email us. We'll send you the cert, which my anti-government 
panties are thrilled over. And I think that's awesome. But that being said, it, it, it's still loophole, right? So um, mm-hmm. you would still theoretically have people out there that didn't actually go through what they're supposed to. And um, so in other words, the paper, I don't need to tell anybody listening to the show is crap and it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, did you want to jump in on that? Yeah. I mean, Regardless of what we talk about when it comes to Republicans, Democrat, and these various laws they're putting into place to push people into a corner or to hold people down, what it really comes down to when you really sit there and you look at it is taking your right to vote away so they can continue to do all this craziness and nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Let me throw up a picture here from my phone. Uh, I posted this, I think, I don't know, sometime this week. Um, Is it Mike in ruffle butt underwear? Uh, no, hey, no. I, think, I, I, I don't even want to see that. I don't want to see No, huh? no. I think what it is is <laughs> Carrie was watching me shoot when we was out in Missouri and uh, she just liked pictures me of his ass. Pants. <laughs> I, I have the, <laughs> like I have the pictures of the ruffle butt underwear, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, share because I'm curious. I don't understand what's going Wait, so she likes watching you in what kind of pants? Oh, uh, he, pants. he's over there. He's pimping out his oh, proper, wear, proper pants. pants. And he's, uh, yeah, trying to find a way to show off his butt. That's okay. <laughs> oh, Mike, you were showing off your butt in videos? No, yeah, Matt, he was. Hey, yes, hey, he was. Mike, hey, my, my proper pants make me look very appealing and sexy. So mm-hmm. oh, she was complimenting okay. me on my. Hmm. It was the butt lift ruffle butt underwear, really, is what it is. My proper pants. <laughs> I am going to stay really far out of this one. <laughs> I'm going to stay really far out of this You one. didn't know that we knew each other going into this, did you? Hey. No, uh, I think I think I did know. I didn't know that uh, he was a proper pants model or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know all that. Um, I, I wear proper pants every day. You know, so I don't like to wear jeans. So I wear proper uh, pants every day. Uh, and it was uh-huh. just. Carrie, uh-huh. Carrie was complimenting me on my proper pants. Are you wearing them skinny? Are you are, are you wearing it really tight? Are you wearing it tight? Because you know. No, he's, he's, no, 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 no. You know, I think Mike. I think I think he likes a little of the hugging going on uh, there. I think so. He's those were a little tight, and he was it was just a butt picture. He's on his Instagram. Y'all go look at his butt all yeah, you want. And his ladies, summer weight you know. wear proper pants. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some, hey, proper pants fit me very comfortably. Okay. They're not tight. I can move effectively. I, I didn't know Mike was. I didn't know Mike was trying to be a gun bunny, but that's cool. <laughs> hey, hey, if that's what you call it, hey, I call it me being fun. Anyone fun who's anyone who is doing gun stuff and is sexy, I think you. I'm, I don't think gun bunny is a bad word, you know. But we could put you it's if you're if you're out there trying to be sexy while you're doing the gun stuff, then we could put you in the gun bunny category. Hey, well, look, it goes like this. Uh-huh. Regardless of what I'm do, I'm sexy when I'm writing on a piece of paper. I'm sexy when I'm walking down the street. I'm oh, just a sexy yeah. Emma. Um, I guess it's working because Vanessa Kitty says MW does very good reviews on proper. Really? <laughs> Tell them again, Vanessa. Oh, th- now I know why you got Vanessa on lockdown, man. She's over there. She's over there perving out on your on your proper pants uh, videos. Hey, matter of fact, me and Vanessa, we gonna do a proper video one yeah, day. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say me and Vanessa got a thing going on. No, no, I never met Vanessa. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So here's the picture that I threw this up. I threw this up on. Uh, I think. I'm not sure if I did it on Instagram, but I did it on some of my social media, um, just comparing medicine to guns, right? Because the people who practice medicine, they go to school, 
They have degrees. They're they're trained a lot, right? Eight years, medical school, all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on for you to become a um, not just a doctor, but lots of health uh, care professionals out there, right? So there was recently a doctor uh, in Ohio that was charged with uh, overdosing 25 patients and killing them with uh, fentanyl. There was a German nurse convicted of murdering 85 patients. And in America, every year, they say 250,000 deaths are due to medical error in the United States alone. So those people are licensed. Yeah. What does yeah. that do to stop medicine? And I'm not trying to say, you know what? We got to shut these guys down. We can't let them practice medicine. I think we understand that. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to defend the, uh, medical, the medical industry either. But we understand that if people are practicing medicine, things are going to go wrong. Um, sometimes those people deliberately do things wrong. Sometimes accidents happen. Sometimes it's neglect. Things go wrong. Licensing and all that kind of stuff doesn't stop any of that, right? Yeah, right. No, it's, I mean, th th I, honestly, that's, that's a pretty open and shut conversation. Yes. I mean, what more is there to say about it? Yeah. Didn't they have a conversation a couple, I want to say it was like last year sometime, right before Christmas, mm -hmm. about holding doctors more accountable for deaths through medical reasons? Um, I think they're always looking at that. I mean, I know they're, they're always looking at a lot of things um, in the medical field, but and I'm not saying we can't do anything, right? Just like we were talking about the stores, there's lots of things that could that could happen here that can help make this better. But the whole thing is, first of all, as human beings, we're very fragile. We're not meant to live forever. Of course, some of our lives are ended um, at the wrong time and for the wrong reasons. So th a lot of things happen, but there's no kind of licensing or anything like that that you can do that's going to stop life from happening, good or bad, accidental, right? right? You, you really can't yeah. stop it. Yeah. So I think this is just a way, like folks are saying in the chat, another way to tax people, another way to make it more Money difficult Yeah, for you to have access. And then if you look at what the, that first part of what I was reading there, it says, um, you know, it would incentivize state and local governments to implement a requirement. So what they want to do is create a bill so they have money and say to the government, oh, you want to get this money? Then you guys need to make laws where people have to have licenses to buy a gun, right? And, there, and I know there's a, there's um, like New York has that, for example, my uh, my younger brother lives in New York. If He has to get a license for every gun that he buys. That's insane. That's taking away people's access to the second amendment. This is an end run for these guys because instead of making it a federal law, they're trying to incentivize states mm -hmm. to get up into yeah. it. So um, I hope this Sorry, doesn't- guys. What's that? What was that, Carrie? Oh, I com I completely froze up. I was answering a question. So if anybody is oh, were um, you frozen? Were you frozen up, somebody, Lisa? I thought you were just I was, being so good. Somebody, I, I was I, like, oh, I'm Carrie's not saying anything. She's just being good. I've got my moments. I can be a good girl. It's, <laughs> I'm just, I'm more fun when I'm bad. But it's um well yeah I am it's true. But so if anybody has a question or something, I can't. I had to shut shut it down on my phone so I can't watch oh, the there was some chat because I can't do it on my computer or whatever. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. If people are trying to get through to Carrie, can you please stop? You know what, Carrie? Turn off the Wi-Fi or whatever it is on your phone. I did. Because I think it I is did. messing with your signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody has a question that's that really needs to be answered or whatever, um, just ask Hank or Mike, and then they can add because I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, can't we, see it. I will give I will give Mike and Carrie a chance to answer questions from you guys. But for crying out loud, can you just not? Can you just step away from Carrie? 
for like we got like uh, I don't you know, know an hour and twenty wear minutes. Proper here. pants to look sexy. Uh, well, you know, this is let me tell you something this is the power of the women you know like when they're talking about all this empowerment of women stuff um you know what i, I find funny i think men, men have always worshipped women that's this is what i know i'm not there's horrible men out there just like we've seen you know there's horrible men um just like you were talking about unfortunately unfortunately this guy that you got into something with but we have worshipped women so you know um that's the thing that you're dealing with you know see when you get see you're a woman so everybody loves you mike he's young and sexy and wears tight proper pants uh, they're not you know? tight they're not but the rest tight. of us they're dudes really out there young. we don't we don't have that. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, Mike, you're going to get old too, man. You're going to get old. Yeah. Old, old, is only, old is only a figment of your imagination. Oh, That's true. okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it's it's called, yeah, it's called gravity, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, now when, when physical <laughs> capabilities happen because of age, that's a different topic. But right yeah. now, being old... I don't need to talk about your blue diamond thing. pills on this show, Mike. We gotta... Uh, don't, no need for that. I don't, yeah. I don't take that. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, okay. This, oh, this okay. is my only okay. supplement right here in life. That's water, my only supplement water, in life. Yeah. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. So, never gonna let us play together again, Mike. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I don't... Listen, I get wrong when I talk I think I just think the last time when you were on there were so many f-bombs and other bombs that got dropped that basically yeah, were, you know the powers that great. be listen like I don't mind you know some things getting dropped here or there but if we get crazy they're gonna come down on us which I, do, I don't want to happen so I want people well, to I, have I can tell you, it's got to be there there's there's something to that too because I was on we like shooting and yeah. um I'm I mean they're all terrible they're just as bad as I am and that one's still there so which is so it's I mean just I, it was an observation. Mm. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Um, because I know that, you know, Trey, like ghost and, you know, tactical and I, you know, we've talked about that and, um, yeah. but, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't so know I just, if, I don't know if we like shooting cares about whether or not they get demonetized and all that. They probably they, they don't. don't. But yeah. what's interesting is that they're still up and that one wasn't. So it was just like, okay, so what is their criteria? You know what I mean? Is it, are they watching you more or, you know, who, I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, it, yeah. I don't, you know, cause they, well, see, it had nothing to do with it being up. They demonetize it, which means the video was there. Right. But that means they suppress discovery, right. which for me, what I'm trying to do is grow the channel. I think that right. and I don't want to I don't want to talk out of turn for We Like Shooting because they're the ones in charge no, of okay. what what their particular thing is. But yeah. I think We Like Shooting, they're probably the biggest. I mean, I used to uh, I used to be on their show from time to time back mm -hmm. in the days. They're probably the biggest podcast out there talking about guns, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I think they're more concerned with um, iTunes and other places that you get podcasts yeah. from. So I don't think they care what happens on YouTube so much. But yeah, that, me, and that would make sense. I enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed that show. I, I like. I really enjoy those guys. I think they're great. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I, just, I think it was just one of those weird observations. I'm like, so is it? Yeah. So I wouldn't I say great. I wouldn't say great, Carrie. I'm just going to tell you. I wouldn't say great. I think the best podcast out there is uh, this one. Uh, who, Look, I didn't know, say they were the best. Freedom? I just said they were great. No, I'm, they're not I'm great. Reserved. They're all right. They're all right. Because, you know, Black Man with a Gun is fabulous. And maybe I think that one's best. Y'all don't know. He's, he, he's okay. He's all right. He's okay. Hey, like all I right. said, yeah. I give you a run for money. So. Yeah. <laughs> the, best, the best one out there is this one. Boom, right here. Until I, until okay. I start one. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. 
Yeah, that ain't going to happen. No, <laughs> no, you can. Yeah, that would be great. I'm sure no, people will tune in. <laughs> oh, I'd have, yeah, because, I yeah. mean, um, yeah, I, I, that I don't doubt. I mean, I'm sure that it would be because, you know, yeah. loud mouths get heard. But I, it's just way too much work. I, I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got paradigms to change and I, I need to keep working outside of that and, and to make the change and, and bringing people over to our side to, so that y'all can keep doing what you're doing. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. That's my that's it. Yeah. Richard Maunder says, I love F bombs from women. I agree with him. I don't have a problem with that. The only thing I'm trying to tell you is if, if a video gets demonetized, I remove it. So it's on Gunstreamer and it's there. It's me. I removed it. And so the reason why we're trying to like pull that back on this one is so that this one could live up there, you know? Oh, if you want it to be on YouTube and for people to discover it, that's why we're doing it. So, uh, other than that, if you can find, you can still find that um, that episode. I can't remember which one it was. It's on iTunes. You can find it on Podbean or anywhere that you get um, that you get audio podcasts. All the cursing is in there. You can, Richard, you can go listen to that and just run it. If you want to, you can download it and then cut out the parts where I was talking or anybody else and just leave it, Carrie. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I, I had to. Yeah, I, I, I get a little passionate. So you, you pushed a couple buttons for me that were passionate. Um, my gosh, I don't, text, I, I, don't uh, I popped that question popped up about 1639 and then I missed what that was. So what? Uh, what? what? Somebody what? asked a question. I just texted Mike what that question. It was on your side, Mike. I don't know if you were asking or if somebody was asking. 16. No, was somebody uh, else that was asking the question. Um, it was Michael Avens. And he, okay. is, he just asked, um, what do you think our chances are to avoid? 1639 taking effect. I see little to nothing happening to stop it. What's That's 1639? So, actually, there's a lot going on behind the scenes um, with the Second Amendment Foundation and the, um, the NRA is helping to fund that, uh, fund the SAF working on that. They did just have, I'm not going to speak out of turn and tell you exactly what it was, but mm -hmm. the SAF did just have a small victory on that. And I think it was about, again, I, I let me look and I can get you, the, if you want to know, you can message me on Mm -hmm. Instagram, or whatever, and I can get you the, the actual hard facts. But if I'm remembering correctly, it's that they, the court, the federal court decided to advance their case being legitimate, that they have a legitimate case, the SAF. And that's huge. I mean, that alone is big. Mm -hmm. If that happens, and can, that means that they can get a ruling put in place. I'm not a lawyer. So let me just say that. So before y'all lose your shit, y'all can check with, you know, firearms policy or whatever and Brandon or whatever. But um, or, or SAF. But if, if I'm understanding what I've been reading and learning about correctly, now that they've, they've said that they've given that thumbs up, the court can give a temporary stay to be able to hear this longer because right now it's moved forward to this step and that law is supposed to take effect in uh, July 1st. But if they haven't even had any hearings on it, then the court is in a position to be able to say, we're going to hold off on allowing the state to uh, put that into effect until we can have have some hearings okay on it. So, yeah for those of us who don't know just refresh my memory on what 1639 is uh mike or or well carrie if you uh, mike do you are you aware of what it is um I, i'm not totally okay. clear what yeah, it is carrie, it just sounds like it's a bunch of stuff coming together under an umbrella yeah is this for a particular state carrie or federal it's washington state yeah oh, and okay it's, so it's, what is it's it? classified as it's not classified it's considered it is it is one of the strictest gun control law bills in the country um, in washington state Mm -hmm, in Washington State, and so we're we're Northern California up here, um, with Seattle. So oh, okay. and that this is what I heard you say that you you're fighting before. I think I've heard you talk right. about this before. Okay, so this all is right. what threw me into all of this was the right. mental health background check was just the piece mm -hmm. of it. 
but the 30 pages of it is just crap. And so it actually redefines what an assault rifle is. So they've in that law, um, they've, they've got, they've restructured what a rifle is Mm -hmm. so that it can be classified as an assault rifle. So therefore now they can move forward banning, uh, assault rifles in the state. And our, our attorney general has made no qualms or subtleties in any way about being very, very vocal about his full intent to ban all, all assault rifles and some, or a, AKA semi-automatic rifles mm-hmm. in the state of, in the state of Washington. So that is their agenda. Um, and so one of those steps was that small piece re- in that. So in addition, so they've got of the three biggest things that they've got in there, cause there's lots of other little things that are thrown into it too. But the three biggest ones are they redefine what, right, what a, an assault rifle, isn't it? They um, now are requiring this um, education that you have to go through to get the license or certification um, to purchase. And now the um, your application to purchase a rifle is, um, or any firearm, I guess. I think shotguns are in that too. I, I would need to double check, but I think it's all firearms. Um, is now a waiver of your medical record, which includes your mental health record, which they've got no criteria set up for um, under any circumstances in the mental health piece of that so for what they will approve or deny um, in that. So those are the three biggest points that people are, that the biggest fight is going on with. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, before we get back into this here, let me remind everyone to smash the thumbs ups. Come on, guys. Hit those thumbs ups. Okay. Also, this is brought to you by Gun Prime. Um, that's where I got my uh, Caltech RDB from that I was showing off yesterday. Don't have it with me here. I have some other things I'll show you guys, but they've got lots of deals. The uh, RDB, they've got it for like $7.99 right there. Less than 800 I think not even $7.99, $7.89, something like that. Less than 800 bucks. I think that's like a $1,200 gun. And they've got other things, so shout out to uh, Gun Prime. Um, so the other part of this, the other part of this we got to talk about before we move on from this particular thing. So the other part is the 3D ask the uh, 3D part of it, right? So Congressman Ted Deutsch and Senator Ed Markey unveiled the 3D printed gun safety act for <laughs> current sessions of Congress. The bill, if passed, would allow the publication of digital instructions or code that would be used to print a firearm or complete a partially finished weapon. So uh, like 80 percenters, for example. So it's not just 3D guns. We can we can get I can read all the stuff here, but you guys can find this. Uh, Mike, what do you think about what do you think about that that um, these guys are trying to put in effect? So next thing it is, is if you're repairing on your vehicle in your driveway, is that going to be the next felony conviction as well? Yeah. So this this is crazy man i mean Um, also along that same line i i 100 don't believe in this but would they make it illegal for you to make your own other parts of things when they decide like let's say right now they're trying to force us right i keep talking about this i'm a car guy as well and they um by 2025 car manufacturers selling in the united states this is also happening around the world they have to have a fleet average of their vehicles has to come out to 55 miles per gallon so that means all the vehicles, if we're talking about Ford or anyone else, all their vehicles have to average 55 miles per gallon, the whole fleet. So some of them could be 20 or 30 miles per gallon, but you, you're going to have to have some that are over you know, 50 miles per gallon. That's why lots of companies are switching over to electric cars. Electric, yeah. yeah. Which is horrible for the environment, way worse than oil, gas cars. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's really bad. I wonder why all those earthquakes are happening. 
Yeah, it's it's really bad for a lot of different. Yeah, it's well, it's happened, you know, so it's terrible for a lot of different reasons. Right. But here's the problem that I think we're going to run into when they stop making these cars and you can't buy a new car unless it's electric. There's going to be people keeping the combustion cars longer. We got a ton of those on the streets. But then people might say, well, now we got to make these parts or do this or do that. And they'll go, yeah, you're not allowed to make those parts. It's the same thing that we're talking about when it comes to guns. Uh, and it's even simpler with guns to manufacture guns. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to transmit this data or anything like that. On top of that, there's tons of books about this out yeah. there. People already yeah. know how to do it. There's people that have passed down the, the skills, right? There's um, blacksmiths that know how to make uh, uh, black powder guns and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about very simple. Firearms are very simple technology. So, yes. you know, this is what they're trying to go after. Like it's going to somehow stop something. Bottom line, coding is free speech. Yeah, I've always said that you can walk around like Home Depot and Lowe's mm -hmm. and just walking through Home Depot and Lowe's, you can manufacture a shotgun just picking up mm -hmm. various objects off the shelf, put it together as you walk around. You made a shotgun. Yeah, you it's can like do lots of things. breaking bad for the two-way industry. Yeah, you can do lots of dangerous <laughs> things uh, walking around Lowe's. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have a question about that, too. Mm -hmm. So what's next? Um, you know, uh, my husband and I had the, we're having this conversation about um, about, you know, this the, the 3D gun printing thing. So like I like I threw out there a minute ago, coding is free speech. Right. So in, in my mm -hmm. opinion, uh, now not only do we have a, a Second Amendment violation, but now we have a first because now they're they're inhibiting on your ability to, you know, for yeah. coding to access um, that information. Said, but ceramic guns. So is everybody going to start getting kilns? They're going to find a way around it regardless, right? Ceramic guns have been around forever, mm -hmm. you know, and, and those are um, a lot of people. <laughs> those are those are used more than people think, you know, particularly in other countries, from what I'm understanding from what he was saying. So yeah. it's yeah. So this is um, there. There's going to be other materials that are going mm -hmm. to be able to be used to do, to to do this. So it's, it's just going to. Well, I don't know how this is going to stop anything, right? Because um, let's say they're worried about people illegally manufacturing guns. First of all, you are allowed to manufacture firearms for yourself. That's yeah. the law that people are using that make that build 3D guns, and um, and and the people that complete 80 percenters and stuff like that. You are allowed to do that for yourself. You just can't sell it. If you're going to sell it, you have to obviously have a license and all that kind of stuff and then serialize it. Okay, fine. You know, that's like saying, hey, you can't make a knife. We're not going to allow right. you to make a knife. You can't make a bow and arrow. You can't make a spear. You know, you, you can't. Did you see that law thing? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then yeah. I'll tell you about what the law thing and the, the new thing over in England. Yeah. So nice. here's here's the real here's the thing about this. The people who are doing this illegally, this information is already out there. The bad guys are already manufacturing guns. We see it in Mexico. Uh, we see it in England. There's been places in England where, um, you know, you're not supposed to make guns over there, but there's people making guns in um, other factories when those factories are closed at night. The, the genie is out of the bottle already, and the bad guys don't want to do it. People make guns in prison. People make guns in caves. There's There's no way around yeah. stopping it. So go. Um, yeah. Let me. Let's get Mike in, and then uh, and then we'll, yeah. I'll give you a chance to yeah. uh, cool. tell us about that thing. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'm pulling up. So go ahead. You remember a couple years ago, it was a guy who went onto the airplane. It was I can't remember which flight it was, but I want to say it was back in the '90s. Um, he made like a plastic gun, and it was like a rubber band, and it actually fired a bullet. I think it was a 22. 
mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, no. But it's, like, it's like I said, people will get creative. And like I said, if their intent is there, they will do what they're going to do to make their plan go into effect. Yeah. Um, the dudes that took down those planes in 9-11 had box cutters, so... I mean, no, no, I'm, I wasn't talking about 9 11. No, I'm not talking. No, I know <laughs> no, you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying. I'm oh. just making a point of like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't know what these people. I don't know what people are really talking about here. The Pants has a good comment. He says, uh, 2D guns suck. I only buy 3D guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, and the other side of that is, is um, right now, the, the whole gun debate is nothing more than a tool for elections. That's what it really comes down to. Of course to. it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and it's a tool we, that they're, they're better off to stay away from. I think even what's the name of the uh, Bill Maher was even saying that. Right. Um, right. I saw that out there uh, sometime this week that Bill Maher was like, you know what? You guys should just stay away from the gun thing. You don't understand yeah. what you're getting into. Leave it alone. There's plenty of other things that you could have um, reasonable conversations around. But this is kind of it bleeds, it leads kind of a thing that they're like, oh, this has people scared. We'll use this, you know. Yeah. So what, yeah. was, what was the thing about England that you were going to say, Carrie? So I sent just so I didn't because I did freeze up just a little bit. Um, mm. So I sent the article to uh, Mike. So Cheryl Todd actually sent me that last night and she said, check this out. Mm. So in England, they've they're they've distributed 100 blunt knives to uh DV victims and assault victims, essentially. So that with the idea, you know, because they've got a knife problem over there, right? Like machetes and knives and all this kind of stuff going uh-huh. on, particularly in London. And um, so, you know, they're looking at knife confiscations and all that kind of stuff. So these, so for women, assault victims, I shouldn't say women because I shouldn't assume, but um, for assault victims, they're now distributing these blunt knives that are like a rounded tip and then the knives <laughs> control to be able to defend themselves with. So this is this is where we we've, we've come with this, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> isn't this um? Didn't they do it someplace overseas? Whereas they put like a box on the corner and tell people to that drop was in the England. knives in the, the and box. somebody stole the box. Yeah, yeah. it was in England. <laughs> Took all the knives out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was in London. Yeah, I mean a blunt London. knife. That's a butter knife, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty exactly. much. Yeah. yeah. So basically, uh-huh. they've turned these like butcher knives or chef's knives into what look like like. Uh, mutant butter knives is what they look. It's just absurd. Knife just technology absurd. is out of the bottle. The, 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 <laughs> well, and you know, on knife I mean, technology, that's on. an interesting thing that, that, uh, you know, the, the, one of the things that, you know, when you kind of get into studying conceptually the, the constitution things, which is what is, you know, you know, both of you guys probably know I geek out on this kind of stuff. And, and, um, the Second Amendment doesn't say the right to bear guns. It says the right to bear arms. Arms are weapons. Mm-hmm. So we in the gun community tend to forget often. Oh, she and even though. Okay, you fr- you're freezing too, up a little. But we tend to. Oh, sorry, I'm off. Mm-hmm. I've got everything off. So okay. mm-hmm. um, people people tend to forget that um, that knives fall under the Second Amendment in terms of bearing the ability to bear arms to defend ourselves or sure. take sure. up against the against our enemies, you know. Mm-hmm. Border domestic. So, um, even though you know, I always found it kind of ironic that they tend those worlds tend to kind of cross over quite a bit. That when we talk about two A, we we forget about other other. Um, I don't want to call them weapons because that's such a you know it's a bastardized word, but our means to defend ourselves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. oh, and whatever that is. So arms would you know le- you know under the Constitution's definition really include anything. So stun guns, tasers. <clears throat> um, 
knives, you know, anything that would be required. So sometimes we need in the in the gun culture, we kind of need to remember that that it's that it's not just about the firearm. It's also about any any weapon that would allow us to be able to take up arms to defend ourselves mm-hmm. or our country. Yeah. And ultimately, in life, when you're there fighting for your own life, uh, under whatever circumstance, when you're there fighting for your own life, whatever you can do, you know, this is not it's not a game. You have to be the one that wins. Right. You have to survive. So whatever you have to do, you have to do. That's the bottom line. Um, You know, yes, you're right. We're talking about guns, but there's lots of things that come into play. And I guarantee you, just like you're seeing happening in England and Europe and other places around the world, if they were able to do something to guns and the folks out there are like, oh, okay, well, I'll just have bows and arrows or this thing or that thing, they're going to remove all those things. But even if they could wave a magic wand and remove all those things, they're not going to stop human beings from killing each other. Yeah, yeah. So, it's true. you know, um, let's see. Okay, let me go on to, let's uh, hit up a couple of different things here really actually let's do one more thing and then we will i'll take questions for you guys or if you guys have stuff you want to talk about we'll get into that um so let's see i'm gonna throw this up in the chat i didn't share this with you with the two of you but you probably have seen this gun this is on fox news gun free zone law disarmed virginia beach shooting victim attorney says so basically um in that conversation that we were having about uh, what happened in virginia beach There's an article out there that says the night before Kate Nixon and 11 others were murdered by a disgruntled co-worker, the decade-long Virginia Beach City employee talked with her husband about bringing a gun to work for self-defense, a decision that was taken out of her hands by the city's ban on employees carrying firearms at work. A Nixon uh, family lawyer said, now Nixon's family is calling for an independent investigation uh, into events leading up to the May 31st shooting and what could have been done differently before and doing during it. Uh, particularly yeah. given the explicit concerns about shooter Dwayne Craddock. Um, that's, you know, um, yeah. So what do you guys think about that? Slippery slope um, sounds like um, an ongoing court case, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it that, should be a thing. I think it should be a thing. I think if your Second Amendment rights have been denied, you can't, de- you can't defend yourself. This place said you're not allowed to defend yourself and you lose your life. You need to be able to sue the hell out of someone. They took a, It's your <coughs> constitutional right. They took it away from you. And then you yeah. wind up dying because you can't defend yourself against someone that you were thinking, oh, this guy, there might be something up with this guy. That's what this article is talking about, that she was so worried now, about this particular guy. Go yeah, ahead, what Mike. about this point? Um, if somebody did get shot up, like at the workplace, mm-hmm. now um, is the family able to take that company and or the state or city? Because if they allow people to do whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and they didn't have the right to protect themselves because of different policies, right. can they take them to court behind that? Is there a loophole in there for that as well? So that, that would be, yes. I mean, I, I, and where that's probably going to start is going to be at the, in a private sector place where somebody like, for example, Starbucks um, will get sued because, you know, they're, they don't allow guns, you know, well, I guess some of them do. I, mine don't have signs that say that. And, um, mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm missing them. Allegedly. But, yeah. um, it so depends they, on the state. Some they, states say you can't put yeah. those signs up. 
Yeah, so uh, not around here. They love uh, they love their gun control in the state, but mm-hmm. um, so I think I think where we're going to see that start happening um, with the lawsuit thing is going to be private sector. I think I think you're going to see like you know the Starbucks or the Amazon or something is going to get sued if somebody you know by a family, um, mostly because it's just a bigger pain in the ass to sue. Um, cities and, and you have to have permission from the government to sue the government. I mean, but it, it will certainly set a precedence um, without a doubt, because you are being denied that that ability to defend yourself. Now, what I'll be curious to see is how that will play into the, you know, that federal ruling that happened in December about the government saying that they do not have an obligation to protect yourself or protect you if um, somebody tries to posture up on a on a local government or a, or a state government on something like that. So I, I'll be curious to see how that will weigh in. But uh, Thomas Massey from um, Kentucky, mm-hmm. love that guy, by the way. I mean, I just, he's amazing. Um, he just introduced a bill today to uh, remove, to to get rid of gun-free zones. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that they want to allow people to sue the gun manufacturers when something goes wrong and someone uses a gun. Which doesn't make any kind of sense because you, can you sue the knife manufacturers? Can you sue the car manufacturers? <laughs> so that would go company? right. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. I was like, what about yeah. the shoe company when those shoes was being worn? When all yeah. To, yeah. If you got kicked or, to death. Or the phones with the Android, you know, the phones that blew up or whatever. But, you know, yeah. that so that goes back to if you all remember, some of us that are old enough to remember um, that are listening, watching or whatever. Um, I know I am the guy that sued was it McDonald's or Wendy's because it made him fat? Mm-hmm. All right. That goes right back to that. Right. That's, at what point? Is I'm sure it's happened. I don't remember a particular case, was, but I'm sure. Someone it happened. Yeah. It was thrown out. Of course. I mean, they were like, really? But it's the same kind of, it's the yeah. same concept. Yeah. You know those I mean? damn, those like, damn milkshakes, man. They're criminal. The fries, man. <laughs> Wendy's like you did the fry and the frosty for real. I mean, that's no joke. Yeah. So, but, it, but, but that's, you know, that's kind of the thing, right? That's the same concept. At what point is your self-responsibility? Um, wh- where are you culpable for that? And then where is it that, you know, that that line um, is drawn? So at every point, me, at every point, yeah, at every point, you're responsible for what you do, because everything Completely. in the environment is a weapon. Every single thing. Completely. You know, whether you can pick it up and throw it at someone or you could smash that person into it. Everything's yep. a weapon. Every single thing, yep. you know. So I think. uh you you can uh, you could kill someone with their own clothing. Yeah, and I mean, there's that's that's happened. We've seen that, you know, or people kill themselves because they can't get, you know, yes, yeah. you know, yeah. Darwin Awards or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so and you know, with Massey introducing that, I, I I love that he did it. I love that he's bringing that conversation to the table. I don't know how much success he'll have with that. Um, I'm you know obviously cautiously hopeful and optimistic, but I'm also a realist and and I get that that probably isn't going to happen. That being said. Um, I think it will allow for the opening of more conversation, which is always a good thing, um, you know, around that to say now we've got enough cases. And now with this one, I mean, weren't the cops, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe even the, again, not that they have an obligation to protect you because they've already told us that the federal court has like mm-hmm. the police station is across the street or something yeah. from this place. And yeah, in the cops couldn't get in because they didn't have the ID cards to get past the electronic <laughs> locks. You know, I mean, I, I would like to see I would like yeah. to see group lawsuits in this, you know, um, for all the oh, gun free zones that have cost people their lives. I would like to see something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's coming for sure. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Brian Quick was talking about the case that a McDon- uh, McDonald's was sued for spilling hot coffee on a drive-through customer. So that's actually um, that was actually legitimate. Um, I did a little homework on that not too long ago with my teenage daughter, and we had talked about that because she needed to do something with it for school or whatever. So that kind of revisited, which of course happened long before she was around. But mm-hmm. um, so there was a lot of, of um, light, you know, made around for lack of a better term, made around it, particularly in the media. But mm-hmm. in fact, that coffee was served hotter, significantly hotter, and she did have second degree burns um, and some scarring and, and issues in her lap because of that. Mm-hmm. So that actually ended up being a, valid. a legitimate case. Yeah. However, yeah. comma, what happened was is that you had all the copycats and they're bullshit. And that's that's what happened with that that caused yeah. the um um you know, for it to become as ridiculous as it sounded. And, and then the frivolous lawsuits after that, but her case, they, they actually, she, she, they did rule in her favor. Um, and, and McDonald's actually had ownership. They actually were like, and so that's why we now have this like big standardization of, of temperatures and like even more so like it's a big deal now. So, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to sound callous about life uh, because if someone, you know, especially when it's someone that, you care about they're close to you and they're not here anymore for lots of different reasons. They could have it could happen accidentally. They got sick, you know, sure. whatever the case is. It, it takes a personal toll on you, of course, right? Yeah. But the thing that we don't understand about life is the fact that you are alive is the accident. That's the thing. Just you being alive <laughs> and actually being able to live in this world as a human being. That's a that's a tough thing to make happen. There, Hank, you got going. (laughs) I think it's true. I think it's true. If you think about the, I think I need a drink before we start getting into that stuff. I'm like, oof, I gotta. If you think about the sperm to egg ratio, if you think about, you know, there's lots of different things out there. The fact for you to to be the the, um, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time. The statistical odds of you being alive as a human being. It's incredibly high. It's incredibly high. I hear high. that when you wear wear proper summer weight pants, though, it significantly increases your sperm count. <laughs> and therefore, your chances of, of, of well, uh, you know, yeah. procreating is significantly higher. Your business it's has just, to that, be cooled down. It has to be cooled down. Hey, that, that might be possibly true, but... Um, yeah, you're not no trying to have... No one will find out. Yeah, nobody yeah. will find out. <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to have any more babies. <laughs> I ain't trying to have no more babies. Oh, no. No, mine's almost yeah. out the door. Are you kidding me? I'm looking at colleges. I'm like, uh, out of the nest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much done with that for now. OK, so yeah, let's see. It. Do we want to take some questions or do you guys have things you want to talk about? Uh, Mike, do you have something that you want to get into here? Does anyone have questions for either Carrie or Mike or myself that thing, we can get into? Yeah, the only thing I want to um, say is, um, of course, everybody knows I'm on my mission to reach a class at the end of the year with USPSA and the limited division. And um, there's a couple companies who back me on uh, some of the projects that I do. You got um, Proper, of course, Walther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like show that. T- that's a nice T-shirt you got on there. I yeah. like it. Oh, yeah. yeah let's see that yeah. T-shirt. Shout Personal out to Walther. Protection. They also sponsor us, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you said got, uh, uh, We Like Shooting. We Like Shooting. Yeah. And Proper, of course. Proper. Uh, proper. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then um, We Like Shooting. They're, um, they're on my shirt now for a sponsorship. Uh, tactical shit is on mm-hmm. there. Venture Gear Tactical, Hearing and Eye Protection, EFK Fire Dragon. They do on um, pistol barrels. All women owned. Yep, they own. Well, By the way. Yeah, yeah. And then um, maybe that's how he got the sponsorship. It was those, it was those proper yeah, pants. It was the proper pants. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Walk around shot shows. The yep. Proper pants. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and then um, thank you. I want to give a shout out to my man uh, Vinny Clark, the graphic designer who who actually touches up all my logos and everything. Uh-huh. So uh, if it wasn't for these fine people, they're going to be on a shooting shirt that's coming to me, and um, that video will be coming out here pretty soon. Um, just another ad that talks about me doing um, shooting and everything. Okay. You know, Mike, why don't we talk a little bit about <clears throat> that training we went to together? Oh, yeah. Um, I was hoping we was going to bring that up um, yeah. when we went out there to Kevin Dixie's um, train okay. to learn. Yeah. 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 What's so the that, deal with that? that? Very, what happened? Oh, it was when very was this? When was this? When did you guys go training? About two and a half weeks Memorial, ago. Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. How did it go? Um, it was awesome. It was it was awesome. So, um, of course, you know, I want to say it was 40 people showed up, mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly. Um, but the whole event was there. Um, you had people who were new to becoming instructors. Um, other people was just there, um, like companies, you know, promoting their products, of course. Um, but it was one of those events where it was one hand washes the other. So, of yeah. course, you know, you can actually touch firearms, shoot firearms, talk about the firearms. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, um, everybody was sharing different insights when it came to shooting. And, you know, um, even like when Carrie was online, um, she was shooting because she bought, um, I call it the half truth, you know, one of Kevin Dixie's guns. <laughs> Mini, have the compact. Yeah, the, the compact. But um, she bought one of the truth handguns. And um, well, the first one. Yeah. And then when we sat uh-huh. there, we was talking about it. You know, I was just giving her little pointers to help her out. And um, I think it, it helped her, but it, it was kind of hot and you know what I'm saying? It was that point where I think she was like, okay, I got to sit down for a moment because I'm not used to this. Yeah, I got, you know, and I was, I, I kind of badassed it out as long as I could. I, I was really sticking it out. And, and where I, was it was this? one of those, where was it was this? in uh, DeSoto, Missouri, outside of St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and it was, um, it was kind of one of those moments where I, I bent over to get my water bottle and I thought, like, do I listen to my body now or do I keep going and, and get bad? Because uh, mm-hmm. Katie said that uh, like six or seven people went down. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> and so I didn't go down complete like like and need a medical, you know, like which we had mm-hmm. Will was gladiator six there. That dude was a beast, man. The way he watched everybody and still train and stuff. That was no joke. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of shooting going on, like Mike talked about. But one of the things that um, was also very valuable there was there were a lot of influence. Um, not influencers, but like content creators that were there. Um, and so the night, so the whole event was, it was a three day event. And so the night before there was speakers and then the second day was all sh- training. And then the third day was, uh, was instructor training and uh, it was for new instructors and then collaboration work. Okay. Um, so I was very humbled and, and privileged to, I was the um, woman that was asked to do, to speak. Okay. So he had two women okay. that he had two women um, involved, uh, in, in this, which was important to him, that he wanted to have that represented. And so I spoke on okay. advocacy and how to become an advocate. And which is that's a it was a hard topic to get in in 30 minutes because there's a, that's there's so many layers to that. So I, I just kind of had to touch on the on the basics the best I could. But um, so I, I spoke and then um, I mean, we had, uh, you know, Curtis from VSO. We had oh, Justin cool. Pluth spoke. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, I. Uh, um, TJ tactical shit. I mean, so, so, you know, you know, me being so new to this, like just to talk about my, my moment, it's, you know, I'm looking at these people like I had no business. Like being, I was very humbled and honored that he asked me to be among these people to speak because that was, these people were no joke. I mean, these, these are people like 
that are literally like foremost leaders in, in the, in what they're doing. And I, I was very honored. And then the shooting, when we had shooting, we had Dustin Pluth, but we also had Corinne Mosier. And, um, so she was the other woman that was out there mm-hmm. and, uh, she was just, I mean, they were fantastic. So it was, it was just a really unique experience because it encompassed every component mm-hmm. of the culture, um, of the gun culture and, um, and the diversity of people that were there, you know, the men, the women, um, you know, you know, the different ethnicities. I mean, this, it was just, it was really cool to see, to see how it came together. Um, and just the camaraderie and everybody supporting everybody. And, you know, it's like, I had never drawn from a holster. That's how new I was, you know, and Mike's a competitive shooter and we were all doing the same thing, you know, because it was all about those basics and understanding those basics and things. And, and that's, it was really cool to see, um, you know, I was, I, cause I kept saying to Katie, I call, I call him Papa Bear, but I was like, I'm going to die out there. <laughs> this is, Cause I'm an advocate, right? I mean, I love my gun and I, and I, I you know, I, I'm very comfortable with what I have, but to like be out and like, dude, that's not my world. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it, that's just not my lane. My lane is being able to speak, to give y'all the opportunity to make sure you keep that right. I mean, that's what I'm out fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need training though. We all need training. We all do need training. Right. And I've trained and I train with what I carry every day. Cause that's mm-hmm. why, you know what I mean? That's important because you need to do that. Whether it's a knife, gun, martial arts, pepper spray, whatever it is, you need to be training with whatever. And that's what we teach. That's what we, the mm-hmm. female, my, my organization teaches, mm-hmm. but um, we don't do the training. We, we give you the overviews and, and emphasize these things and then connect you with resources. But um, so it was, it was really cool to see that. And then that night, you know, the night was really neat because we got to do the, um, uh, one of the, I would say, I'd like to say most valuable pieces, but that's really not fair because there were so many valuable pieces to be taken away um, from not just Katie and, and Ken Scott from Provectus, but all just everybody that was there that was learning from everyone. But um, Ken Scott did an educational piece on, um, on like carjacking and, and road rage. And so when you're shot at in cars mm-hmm. and understanding how to use your car, at, at, you know, as a shield and, and what is like how it's not really great to do it. But if you have to, this is what you do. I mean, even into like the trajectory of the bullets, like whether you're shooting in or out, right. Depending on which are they coming at you and how do you adjust for that? Or are they coming, you having to shoot out and, and how to deal with that. And it was, people were in, I mean, I, I can tell you, people were like, oh. like it was super fascinating to learn. And it was a lot of, of information, but people just, it was one of those moments where, because, you know, Katie, can't, Papa Bear, you know, kind of y'all need to be quiet because, you know, it gets hot and it gets long and people start kind of chatting. Nobody, when he was doing that, did you notice that Mike? Like everybody was like, listening to what he was doing with that because it was just really fascinating and, and powerful information to have. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff I like to bring back to women because I'm about keeping women safe, you know? So our first priority is we teach them how to not need a weapon to begin with. And that's the kind of stuff that, that I want to bring back to say, look, this is when you're in this situation, how do you address it the best you can to get your family safe, you and your kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was, it was, it was a cool thing. And he is going to do it next year, I guess. Um, <laughs> he said, Ken said, do it in October. I'm like, is Ken going to host it? <laughs> it's a lot of work to put those things together, but yeah, it's um, tough. It was, an ex- it was an extraordinary experience. And I'm very grateful that I got to be part of that. Yeah. And, and for what he charged, shame on y'all that didn't, that said it was too expensive to go because y'all lost out because <laughs> cool. I speak professionally and I know what I get paid and what he charged. Mm-mm. Yeah. So basically yeah, what ahead, she was Mike. talking about when um, the night portion and using a vehicle, it actually opened up everybody's mind because it shows that you can use objects around you 
yeah. as a means of defense to be mm-hmm. on both the defensive and offensive, you know, and um, it was just a moment like, you know, for me, it was more like, OK, refresher training. I'm hearing something I've heard for how many years being in the military right? But for somebody who never experienced that before. I'm pretty sure that was something that sparked that that yeah. ignited that spark to say, hey, let's get more training or let me dive more into this, you know, mm-hmm. um, to have a better understanding of what it actually means to carry a gun. Because it's just not walking around Walmart. Oh, this guy's shooting at me. Right, me right, me. right. And I think that that goes, that's on a couple of levels, right? When you talk about that, because, um, you know, like you're very experienced with it. And then there were people that had no experience and I w- I'm more on the no experience side. But, you know, my husband has taught me very well situational awareness and defense around me. So I'm very aware of, you know, using elements around me to for that. And so for me, what was cool, like, you know, Mike knew this. So I, I understand that you can use the card, but he went into like details of like how the it all works. Right. He went into details of how, um, you know, where the pieces of the car have the most metal. Like, I mean, and, and and so to those kind of details, which I had, you know, that was not I mean, I knew. I knew where to stand, but I didn't know why necessarily. I mean, if I thought about it, common sense, I, but I hadn't. So that was a really cool piece of that, that he went into. And, you know, like even just explaining like the, 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 you know, the chemistry of the glass, you know, and how mm-hmm. I, it was just, it was cool. It was a yeah. really cool, the whole weekend was really cool. I highly encourage y'all to, um, seek some kind of training. Well, do this next year when he, when he does this next year, do yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. You know what? I think a lot of people, there's a, an old saying like knowledge is power. I actually don't believe that. I think, um, you know, you have to have the knowledge, the understanding, the ability to apply the application, the understanding of what happened when you applied it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that you have to do. And then you have to be able to repeat that. So you have to right. figure out how to take that knowledge and turn it into action or end results, right, that, that you're looking for, and then be able to repeat it. And that's, yeah. that's what makes uh, power. And then when you, go, when you go to training classes like this and you have professionals, even if you're a badass professional tight pants wearing, you know, like our friend Mike here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, you still need to have those professionals come yeah. and talk to you because no one knows everything. So... Right. Well, it's like, you know, Ken, you know, he said, I don't care how long you've been doing this. The basics are always something that everybody can go back and, and, and brush up on. And which is true. And, you know, that was um, you, you, you made the comment about um, ap- applying, you know, the application of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, therefore, like the power is actually in the application as opposed to the knowledge itself, which which I can appreciate. And that's like when we when we teach our We the Female workshop. So, you know, we go over like Constitution and your rights and, and the laws. Uh, the bulk of what we do is spend on situational awareness, prevention, de-escalation, um, you know, uh, conflict resolution. But we get into talking about the pro. We, we do an overview of the different types of lethal and non-lethal uh, weapons and what the pros and cons are. And the con literally in every single t- every single category from pepper spray to, you know, to, a, you know, 45 cal is training. And, and so one of the things that I'm big on, you know, cause I glad you brought that up. Cause that, that is something for like women, men, women, whoever's watching. I mean, people watching this are probably going to tend to be more supportive of this, of this concept, but for anybody that comes across this, that is not gun culture or training or whatever. Um, one of my biggest concerns when, when dealing with, with educating women in safety is these like rad classes, these rape 
classes that are done by police officers or they go to, you know, the the um, the seminar uh, that the community center is putting on for, you know, self-defense or whatever. And, you know, this is usually a martial arts studio that's coming to do it as a weekend to get you to sign up to be with them, which is what you should do, because it's it's and I, I don't know how like there maybe is a marketing crack with that. But w- what's important, one of the things that concerns me is women that go and take these classes and then they get this false sense of security that they, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling a little badass, you know, like, I, you know, I love me some Billy Blanks, Tybo, but those women, <laughs> like I went back and watched, cause I, as I was doing my research for this, I went back and I watched these videos and these women are like, I feel like I kicked that guy's ass. I'm like, you're going to get annihilated. Yeah. What is <laughs> the, know, um, this from my, you know, yeah. don't What's, get that false sense of security in your head because you're going to freeze when you're in that moment. It needs yeah. to be muscle memory, muscle memory. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest uh, places that I think that that is a problem is mm-hmm. in those self-defense classes. And there is a huge um, lack of, of emphasis in that in particular, because they're on you, right? I mean, if, if yeah. that's not like a gun, right? No. You don't have six seconds. Uh, right? They're think, on you. You better be able to know yeah. that. I think Mike Tyson said that everybody's a bad, what was the saying? Someone's going to correct me mm-hmm. on this. Every uh, Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And very it's true. true. I mean, very true. Argo, I mean, ROJ just made a comment um, similar in that, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you're not training for by the time the fight's there, you're you can't train like it's done. Right. You got to be training for that fight. And mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact. Yeah. You know, but once said, but, but once you get hit, but once you get hit with anything, but that happens with anything. If you look at the shooting that happened yeah. uh, last week with Joel Ortiz, for example, that's a video that's out there a lot. You know, um, he's sitting with his back to uh, the door, I guess, in, in the Dominican Republic. If you've ever been to uh, third world countries like this and, and yeah. the clubs and things like that, what goes? I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Florida is a lot like a third world country, but we have lots of things like this around the, around. The, it, he it went is, there, Florida. Yeah, I live here. I live here. So anyway, the thing is, is <laughs> oh, that once something happens, lots of people think they're badasses. But when something yeah. happens, things kick in in your brain. So if you get hit or something bad happens, your first response, and you, you'll you see um, when you look at this, most people want to get out of there, which is actually the right thing. I'm not trying to knock mm-hmm. people trying to get out of there. But when you get hit with something, right, your your body's going to react in certain ways, and some of them you don't have control over. So right. in, a, in a lot of situations, someone will just hit you. So, like, especially if it's a man versus a woman, men tend to have denser bones, be bigger, and all that kind of stuff. And if they get to hit you in the right place, equal. you go out. Hank, we are huh? equal. There is no difference. A man can have a period, Hank. Uh, okay. So, um, but Come on you, you know that's not true, obviously. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, what are you going to say? Yeah. It's, it's, um, for those you know, of you like, out there, like, it's sarcasm. Yes, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> like like you, you were saying beforehand about mm-hmm. um, when it comes back to like if you get hit or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, you, your mind goes back to the when you feel threatened or real right. danger. You only go back to your last means of uh, training. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you was a boxer, right, mm-hmm. and um, if you was just hitting somebody, like, with combinations or whatever, if you get in that danger point, yeah, you, you know how to throw a jab. So that might be your defense mechanism right now, just doing that jab. Right. Versus as if um, you're new to boxing and you've been just working on that jab and you get put in that danger situation. Now you're going to take it back to the street from what you really know. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's like yeah. your, your mind uh, has everything in compartments 
but you're only going to go back to the last effective means of training. Yeah. That's um, what yeah. you've done. Or some we very instinctual. Yeah, I'm sorry. Or some very instinctual things. Like if you get right. hit, the thing that most human beings yeah. will do if they're still conscious is try to move away or back away because right. someone just surprised you and you and have to back okay. up. Yeah, you need to give yourself distance to give, figure out what the hell's distance happening. Distance yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the same thing uh, with any kind of fight or uh, shooting situation or anything that goes down. Um, you know, and that's the thing, like a lot of people think, oh, how am I going to react? Yeah, if this happened, I'm going to draw my gun. I'm going to take those bad guys out. No, you're going to you're going to do very <laughs> instinctual things. And you you're probably going to piss yourself if you haven't been training. <laughs> Yeah, well, you need the and the first thing you need to do is move away from any situation, you know. Great and, distance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, we can get deep into that. Let me just um, the last question on this particular thing, Mike. What was the big thing? Obviously, we got from Carrie what she got out of it. What was the big thing you got out of this uh, event? Um, the one thing that I really pulled out of it was, um, I think a lot of people open up their doors to actually say, "Hey, I'm not as good as I thought I was." But at the same time, I'm willing to listen and learn, Okay. you know, and then um, after that, um, I want to say day two is when I really noticed people started sharing different contact information and now helping each other do yeah. various things. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's good. Yeah. When you go to training, you'll see that there'll be some kind of feeling of brotherhood. I know it happens when I go to training, especially when you get through all of that. And you're like, man, we just went through some shit. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and yeah. then everyone's like, hey, let's keep in touch. So that's cool. All right. So and oh, one one last thing before we move on. So if anyone, Carrie was saying that she recommends you uh, you guys out there come around the next time. How do people figure out what it is and uh, how to sign up and all that kind of stuff, whether they need to, need to go? Katie better hire me on that marketing team. I better talk to Kevin. <laughs> Daddy. So it's uh, uh, well, if you don't follow NOC firearms training, that's going to be where you find it. So mm -hmm. NOC firearms training is who put that on. That's Kevin Dixie, who also does the aiming for the truth. So for mm -hmm. those of you that don't know, he's the, uh, Katie's the one that developed those kicking ass guns, those mm -hmm. beautiful, they're VP nine platforms that I, and I, I can tell you cause, um, I've shot VP nines. I, I love that gun. Actually, it's one of the few that, um, I didn't want to stop shooting because remember, I'm new to all this. For, the, for those of you to, to remind you, I'm really new. So mm -hmm. I've just really been starting to shoot, you know, different pistols and things recently. That one, I loved it. But um, so I thought, OK, this is a VP9 platform. That's cool, right? Doesn't even shoot the same because it's been so redone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think everything about it was remanufactured. and it, But it's still it sh shot beautifully, had very little recoil. The trigger was beautiful on it. Um, I was, it, it's great. So, um, so he created those guns, but the cases have those stories of, you know, telling the story of racism and the history of gun control and racism, which is, which is gorgeous. Um, I have a really cool, um, I was approached about something like that. We'll put a pen in that and ask me later. But, um, so he will, if you don't follow him, that's where to find that. And that's where you're going to find it first is probably right. where he's going to. Right. So that's going to be the easiest place to find it. If he does put it on before next year, I good on him I, I i wouldn't say i'd be surprised because i could see him turn it but at the same time it was a lot of work so i would definitely look for it like next year necessary i, I think october is a little ambitious um but it's i'm not kevin kidding Dixie, you never know okay that's what i was just gonna say katie can pull off some shit so he's got an yeah. amazing group of people around him an amazing team and a tribe so uh he could yeah. <laughs> you know yeah absolutely just, Mike, yeah. i'm sorry uh mike did you want to uh, add anything to that 
in terms of how people can find out about it or yeah I, honestly i would say just go um you know follow carrie follow myself uh follow katie um noc firearms training and actually when he puts up that information he'll put it out there and then of course i'm pretty sure everybody's going to share it across the board mm-hmm. yeah. um, because um, that's what he 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 will ask certain people to help promote it. Yeah. As yeah. Well. Um, yeah. And then you just follow the instructions and get on the list and pay your money, then show right. up and let fun begin. And that money ain't nothing, you guys. We paid one hundred and fifty dollars for those three days. I get paid one hundred and fifty dollars to speak for forty five minutes at events that people are charging one hundred and sixty dollars to go to for four hours. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this was <laughs> when he told me how much I'm like, somebody he took a up, loss on that. Yeah, it no, is, but, it's, going up sure. but <laughs> it's not going. Do you know what it's going up to? Because I do. Nah, he, going up. he hasn't put out prices yet, but um, I know. I know what it's, it ain't going to be. I can tell you it ain't sign up. Just don't even you don't even need to know how much it is. I'm just telling you sign up because it's still going to be way less than it should be. Mm-hmm. So way less than it should be. OK, craziness. Right. Awesome training. We'll yeah. next year. Next year Hank, you need to be there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see, Hank, we'll see about that. Out. We'll see about that. My speaking fee is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for five minutes. So just so that everyone knows, unless Wear Cropper gives you lightweight, silverweight pants to hug your balls, that's not. Then you're gonna go out not, there for free. My balls are pretty big. It's gonna take. Yeah. All right, I have to talk to Wear Proper and see if yeah. they make uh, extra large balls. Yeah, it's gonna take some reinforcement. Like them, like them plastic balls behind you. <laughs> yes, it's gonna need some reinforcement in certain areas. Uh, we'll probably have Kevin Dixie on at some point. Um, you know, I'm sure I think Lola's working on that. Kevin's got a uh, busy schedule and stuff like that, but we'll have him on and I'm sure he'll talk about that. Um, or you guys can go look at other uh, podcasts we have done with him because I, I know he was discussing that with the other ones he had going on here. Um, I did put up a link in the chat. Um, I didn't you know what here I could actually share it with you guys uh, here on Skype so you can see what I'm talking about here. I'll put up this article real quick, and then I'll get into it. So here's something in the news that I thought was interesting. Interesting. Um, ATF was supposed to destroy thousands of guns. Actually, hold on. Let me throw it up here on the screen so the people watching could see this. Yeah, ATF was supposed to destroy thousands of guns. Instead, a guard stole and sold them. What? No, there's no way. I want to meet. I want to meet this guy. Yeah. Um, ATF should be a, a convenience store. Oh no, this guy's arrested already. He's gonna have lots oh, of years. Man. He's going. He's going a year. Going away for a long time. ATF agents across the country are working to track down thousands of guns and firearms parts that were seized by law enforcement and supposed to be destroyed, but were stolen first. The agents are searching for some of their own retired service weapons, as well as guns from other federal law enforcement agencies, including the FBI and DEA. All of the weapons were sent to the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms Explosives uh, and Explosives, excuse me, National Firearms and Ammunition Destruction Branch in Martinsburg, West Virginia, to be shredded. According to court documents and congressional letters, a longtime contract employee at the ATF facility admitted carting off thousands of firearms, gun parts and ammunition and selling them over several years. Guard Christopher Yates was charged in federal court in West Virginia. He pleaded guilty in April to possession of a stolen gun and stealing government property. 
Um, Yates is set to be sentenced in August. He faces up to 10 years in prison on each count, um, but is unlikely to get the maximum on the federal sentencing guidelines. The ATF has recovered more than 4,000 guns and parts that had not been reported missing while Yates worked there, according to uh, the plea agreement. Recovered? That's just what he's recovered. Yeah. So Yates admitted to stealing uh, at least 3,000 slides a key part of a gun allowing it to fire. This is the, okay. Um, from semi-automatic, uh, <laughs> Glock semi-automatic handguns. He also admitted stealing dozens of guns, including at least four fully automatic machine guns, which are closely regulated by the ATF. Um, that, not according to Obama. Um, it's not well, clear. That's I'm sure they were from Eric Holder's little yeah. deal at the border. Yeah, it's not clear uh, from the plea agreement whether all of those machine guns have been recovered. And this goes on. You, it's it's good reading for uh, anyone out there that wants to get into it. What do you guys think? I'll start with Mike. We'll, let's start with Mike. What do you think about that? I'm still trying to figure out how many numbers actually got filed down for them to actually find those same ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I don't understand how like they're destroying these guns, including service weapons. Why? Why aren't they... Like, what is it that's so special about the service weapons that they have to be shredded? Why aren't they reselling those or or something like uh, that? that the, it, you know. it probably wasn't um, part of the contract to get rid of so many mm-hmm. to get new ones in, something like that. And mm-hmm. it was just easier to throw away versus doing all the paperwork to resell or you yeah. know, doing all that restoration type stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it sounds like this guy probably watched that movie Warlords. Um, was that it? The one with Nicolas Cage? Lord yeah. of War. Yeah. Man of War, Lord of, yeah. yeah Lord, no, of War. Uh, Lord of Lord of Lord, Lord of War. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I and, think that was the title. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he watched that one too many times and he skipped out a step or two. <laughs> he missed out. Yeah. This is really crazy. I mean, was this they were just letting this guy have access to these things on his own? Is he on his own in this thing? What the hell is going on here? And how come the ATF can't keep track of of these things that they're responsible for? They agreed. Yeah, he saw an opportunity. He he ran with it. Yeah, I understand that, but I think they. I I would have thought there would have been more security and oversight and stuff like that going on at the ATF. I guess not. Guess mm. not though. That's crazy. Please, it's government. Come on now. Yeah, those guns are being floating around out there, and they're working hard to recover them. And then I hope this guy. This guy should never actually uh, come out of prison. I don't know what's the point of even putting him in there in the first place. The quasi anarchist in me is kind of proud. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what that he's uh that he's not gonna get a lot of time. I can appreciate no. I can appreciate the uh, industrious uh, business mind. This oh, oh. Let me let me just qualify my statement here. He shouldn't have broke the law. Okay. I mean, bottom line, you know. Whether we like them or not, the laws are there, and, mm-hmm. and you know we shouldn't break them just because we don't like them. Okay, however, <laughs> I don't blame him as much as I do the ATF. He's a little bit proud of him, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like industrious mind of well played, sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're even destroying things. I don't even get that. Why they're I don't know who he was selling them to? Because honestly, I'm going to be a less pissed. This will probably stir up some people. I'm going to be less pissed if he was selling them to just everyday people that were. Uh, you know, that are using them in law-abiding ways, and I would Eric Holder and Fast and Furious sell them over the border under Obama. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm, Richard, Richard Maunder says, how it took years for the ATF to find out, question mark, question mark. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, what's going I, I on? Think what it, uh, how about this? There's somebody, no way. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Somebody, somebody probably um, caught him doing it, and they wanted in on it, and he probably undercut them, and somebody snitched on him. This will be a movie later. Somebody will write a book. He'll write a book in prison. Then it'll be a movie and and all this stuff. But so if he started, how? So he started under Obama. Uh, I'm going to have to assume he did. Obviously, if he's been doing it for years, Trump's only been there for uh, two years. And he had machine guns? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. As in, like, legitimately, I mean, all joking aside, the kind that we were running across the board. I'm just saying... Yeah. What's There's the ATF? If, if the ATF, we should stop talking about. Well, if the ATF, well, actually, I have a friend of mine, Mike Deddy, that um, was actually involved in the in the in the running of guns across the border. Um, rec- he was requested by the ATF to allow that to happen. So he um, he was a um, he was an FFL. He sold guns at uh, shows, and uh, there were these guys that came to him. They were buying a lot of stuff. He went to the ATF. He's like, I think these guys are buying stuff to take it across the border to Mexico. He's in Arizona. They asked him to go undercover, sell those things, including from his own home. He was dealing with so much money and selling so many guns that he had to have one of those cash counting um, mm. machines because one time these guys stiffed him for like five, five, seven grand or something. Um, and he wrote, a, he wrote a book about this called Guns Across the Border or Operation Wide Receiver. And it all came out when when that whole thing was big news and we and we all saw it. So it's a for real thing. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and the government and our government was right involved in selling that shit over the border. Absolutely. That these guys got they got these you know these rifles and were turning around and killing our own border agents with them. The cartel was and yeah, yeah just so y'all yeah. can have your avocados. Yeah, we need to get we need to get the agents of the ATF. They all need to be individually licensed to handle guns. I believe. Wow, that's crazy. What was the name of that book again? Um. Uh, it's called uh, Guns Across the Border or Operation Wide Receiver. Look up Mike Deddy. Uh, Text the, me that, Mike, would you? Because yeah. I want to check yeah. that out. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, He's done it. the podcast. Uh, we've had him on the podcast. We've spoken about it and stuff like yeah, that. I'd love I have to talk videos. to him, actually. Yeah. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm pretty much about as – let's get – you know, I'm very – I'm a straight, hardcore constitutionalist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. And uh, so I'm very much about minimal government as absolutely necessary. So part, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a little impressed with his ingenuity there. <laughs> I'm not no, I know, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I blame. I mean, yeah, I, don't I, break the law, people. I'm not encouraging no, you to break the law. Absolutely not. No, he's going to go to prison for a long time. Yeah. But the ATF is ultimately responsible here. What what are their protocols for handling these guns? I mean, they're well, worried about just, us. What the hell? We should be we should be worried about them as like anyone in the government. Absolutely. They're just yeah. another alphabet soup, you know, organization that's mm-hmm. probably, let's be honest, right? Probably 10 times more corrupt than most of them because of what they're dealing in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and regulating us. But, you know, taking free reign to do what they want. And yeah. uh, the ATF, you know, like, I, could, I could tell you the ATF is directly responsible for thousands of deaths in Mexico. Oh, I know. Based yeah, we, yeah. My husband does counter. Yes, yes. So, I yes. Yeah, it goes I, I, back yeah. to that old saying of who's policing the police. Yeah. Well, right, and that's who's policing the government, and that's that's the whole thing. They they're they're continuing to set laws in new place to where we as citizens that are supposed to be doing that we that we can't because they're mm-hmm. continuing to infringe on that. 
and they they like I'm gonna go off on this whole extension of this, but and and they're they're continuing to be able to perpetuate that by keeping us divided into parties. Mm-hmm. So the minute that we stop that and we come together as Americans and and remember that there are representatives, that's when the shift. I mean, that's that's when the wave happens. And and but they know it, right? And they use all of these tools like media, social media, and the fact that they know that clickbait is a, you know, it's it's. We, we spread this as facts now. We is in, you know, the community, mm-hmm. uh, people, not gun community, but people, they, um, they, they, I don't think for a minute that's not used to their advantage to keep that division so that we don't get it. But yeah, it's like, it's all about what they, what they can do to, you know, yeah. do yeah. so that they can continue to do what they want and distract us. So the government can get their fingers into what they're doing. You know, McAfee, did y'all see McAfee's, um, tweets? Somebody's off the rail. Yeah, he is. What did he say? He's down in Cuba. Well, he's down in Cuba getting ready to say he's getting ready to take out the government up here with um, a bunch of like uh, whistleblowing. Oh, in America. Well, he's in. He went to Cuba. He's in Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, he's got some info on on the American government. He probably bought Cuba. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but yeah, supposedly on the government, you know, and, and so his big thing, one of the biggest rants that he just went on in, you know, not it wasn't intentional for, to kind of tell you know dovetail into this but is that uh he's um uh votes like he's like you really want this to change y'all need to get off your asses and vote and uh so he um but he, and he said you know i'm getting ready to release it now you know we've heard that crap from assange forever i mean do you have it or not like you know i'm in i'm in the piss or get off the pot kind of category with that you know i ain't gonna believe the crap until you actually show it to me mm-hmm. but um he, you know, he's, he's a little kooky and we all know that, but he's not gone off the rail like this. So I don't know if anybody's listening. That's, that's seen yeah. those tweets. Yeah. I was like, right. uh, Brian, Quick, Brian Quick says, who's McAfee? I believe we're talking about John McAfee, the guy who started McAfee antivirus, et cetera. Yeah, he's a, he's a hardcore constitutionalist, mm-hmm. hardcore constitutionalist. And um, so y'all remember when the presidential alert thing came out, right? And we have that whole database that now that they can, you know, they know what numbers are all active and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, y'all are like, don't even get it. He, I mean, he said, you know, he, he warned us that this was going to happen and that they've got this database now. And people were still like, no, nah, that's not true. And he's like, this is what I do like, <laughs> you know what I mean? for a living. And, and uh, somebody kind of tried to get snarky with him and said, well, so how are we supposed to prevent that? He says, you keep these phones that are blah, blah, blah. You know, like these old, like he, he, he rolls with like a flip phone with <laughs> no mm-hmm. camera or something on it because he gets it. Right. He knows. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious to see if actually something legitimately comes up on this or it doesn't or, or what. But, um, okay. you know, you know, like I said, get the popcorn, but don't – I wouldn't let it uh, sit and get stale because these guys tend to run their mouths about the stuff and then never okay. never release anything either. You know, the Assange kind of concept. But Okay, cool. Listen, you know what? Let's transition here into some Gorn. Yeah. Let's show some guns. You guys, uh, who's got some guns to show off? Some Gorn. <laughs> yeah, let's see some Gorn. Where is that little micro truth or half truth that? Uh, Do you want me to go get it? Yeah, get that, and then we'll have okay. Michael. Michael show some stuff. What you got there, Mike? Only thing I got is my EDC. What I'm carrying, mm-hmm. which is the Walther PPQ. Okay. It's a non-leader. Very nice. And then on top of that, today's holster is I'm wearing a lag holster. Mm-hmm. Lag. Lag. Okay. And then, uh, of course, um, the other thing I got that I think is very important when it comes to shooting is your hearing protection. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, what I rock when I do my hearing protection is Venture Gear Tactical. Venture Gear Tactical. Okay, cool. What do those run for? Um, 
Honestly, I can't remember. Right? Yeah. You're like a third person to ask me that, and I can't. Oh, never you're gonna remember. have to Google it. You're gonna have to Google yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, Venture Gear Tactical is what I actually rock, and these are the newest ones that they have out, and um, they have the Bluetooth Connect. But one thing I like about these compared to the other versions that I wear is that my ear actually sits completely on the inside. Oh, okay. Which gives more comfort than the padding sitting on the outside of the yeah. ear. Yeah, you get a headache like that. Yeah, yeah my ahead. Peltors do that. I I, yeah. I like Peltor. I have Peltor ones that my ear sits inside of. But um, I got a pair of Walters. In the Walt, isn't it Walter? Walkers. Uh, Walters. Walkers. Walkers. Yeah. yeah, I got. I picked up. Uh, somebody gave me some of those when we were out at Katie's, and I, I actually like those too because they're they do that. They cover well. I mean, they cover my whole ear, but they're lighter. They're not quite as big, and those are kind of cool. So okay. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of those. What do you have, so, Carrie? So uh, today, because last time I showed you what my EDC was, which was my little P238 micro that people laugh at me for a lot mm -hmm. um, because it's so little and cute. And um, I've even had a couple of men go out and they've shot with me. I'm like, oh, look at that. I said, have you shot it? And then they shoot it. And they, I, I've never had somebody not turn around and go, oh, that's pretty nice. I mean, it's a, it's a really nice little 380. Um, I may have a really big mouth, but I'm not a big person. So I don't like to carry um, anything too big because it's just it, it, it shows on me. So, um, so that's my everyday carry, but my, so I like to run outside, run or go for walks and things outside. Mm -hmm. And, um, not only do we, I live in the middle of nowhere and we have transient issues that are starting to infiltrate our area, but we've got a lot of critters and stuff around too. So mm -hmm. this is my, I keep the, um, little bodyguard with me. This is my runner. Oh, cool. So this is what I use when I run. Yeah. And you know, and they're inexpensive. This is, a, you know, the Smith Wesson, you know, and it's little 380 bodyguard and so that's a nice and they're they're on sale a lot you know usually they're really affordable so if you want something that so i just keep it just for that um sometimes i'll carry it every day um but uh you know for on every day but i still prefer that like that that sig p238 is like an extent like i just i named her abigail after abigail adams <laughs> and she is just an extension of my hand i'm just very she's very natural in my hand and i i like her very much so, um, I did just get a P365 though, um, the older model without the safety, um, because they went on sale down on our military base. And, uh, so that was a, a pretty good deal. And um, cool. I do like that. I like that one a lot. And I know that they had a lot of issues when they first came out and there was some drama over them, but, um, I love it. So, but this is, so this is my, um, I'll show you my holster because, uh, Celtic holsters made this for me and had it delivered to the event. Um, it was actually at the oh, hotel cool. for me. It's a beautiful Kydex holster that he, and leather. I am going to have to have it adjusted because it is a little bit big, so it hits when I pull. I thought you get a holster with the truth, no? I did. So, Seventy Seven Solutions made me one. Okay. Um, that I'm. It's. In fact, I'm waiting for it any day. He. I. He meant to give it to me while I was there, and I. I uh, screwed up, and I. I didn't get it for him. I had to take off. So he's mailing it to me. I talked to him actually earlier today. So um, I'll. I'll have that soon, and I'll show you. I mean, I'll take some pictures and show y'all. But but yeah, Celtic Holster did this one for me. Mm -hmm. So I have this one there, which was super cool, and he made me a mag. Um, and a mag holder with it. But this is this is the half truth, as Mike calls it. So this is the, the VP platform, and then this is um, so this is the uh, the compact. Mm -hmm. So um, and you can see I don't know if you guys can see. So there's his yeah. NOC. his logo, and then I know down this side was um, the uh, he had this put in here as like a, you know because he's a very spiritual man. So this is uh, you know for him the representation of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, but it, you know, uh, JNL Machine Works. I got to. I had the privilege of actually because they're just in Idaho, so they're not far. So mm -hmm. I actually went and watched the slide being cut, 
which was super cool and very fascinating and good for me as being somebody who's new into guns to get to actually to watch that process. And then um, MLS uh, Customs did the coating and the extra stippling and, and stuff on that guy. So I don't oh, have nice. that. Oh, nice. looks but great. Yeah, so, yeah, isn't it beautiful? So yeah. and I, it shoots beautifully. Um, I know that you could trick these out if you wanted to. Like they've got light. He's got lights and dots, you know, all kinds of stuff for him. But I don't need any of that stuff. So or at least now. But yeah, so. Looks it's great. Gorgeous. He's got like 20 of them left, I think, because it's only going to be 49 manufactured. Mm-hmm. This one has serial number one. Oh. There you go. Oh, you have Super serial fast. number one. Nice. I do have serial number one. Yeah. So I, um, when he announced these, I was there at the, um, when he did, and um, I loved what he was doing. I loved the history because I'm such a history nerd, and I believe that we as a as Americans have really lost touch with our history mm-hmm. and um, that it's that people don't understand how important it is to know our history, to be able to protect our rights and things. So that's a big, that's why advocacy was so natural for me. And then one of his cases, of course, he told the story of the underground railroad with Harriet Tubman. And not only was she an extraordinary freedom fighter, you know, for slaves, but she was kind of a badass feminist. And so for those of you that know me and my, my personal philosophy about feminism and the true understanding, you know, and, and my passion about educating what the, what true feminism is, um, she is definitely representative of that. So everything about that said spoke to me. And so I texted him. I said, what do I need to do to to buy this? I'm guessing they're not completely done yet. And I don't even know if he really knew how much they were going to be at that point. It, you know, it was so quick. But so, yeah, I was I. And so he gifted. Obviously, he's got the prototypes, but he gifted me with the serial number one okay. um, with that and made me ugly cry. <laughs> yeah, cool. Kathleen so, Music yeah. Lover wants to know if that's a four inch barrel. Um, I don't think. Yeah, and it's a HK yeah, model. Here. What's the what's the what model HK is it? VP nine S. SK. Yeah. SK. Yeah. SK, a, yeah. yeah that yeah. comes with a three point three nine inch. I think it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like the three inch barrel. So Kevin, just so you know, I'm so new to guns. I don't know all of, all of those technicals yet. But I felt like four was a little bit longer. I think that isn't the the full size is four, isn't it? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mike. Correct. Yes. Yeah, you're correct. Um, so uh, the yeah. version, the version that yeah. you got, the um, barrel length is, um, like I said, it's a three inch barrel, and um, it's the VP9 SK, yeah, which is okay. compact. So. Yeah. Very cool. Um, let's see. I, I, Ooh, I'm you, losing y'all. Oh, well, I don't know what's happening. Um, tell the kids um, to get off the no, internet. I know. I don't. I don't have any kids home, so oh. it's not my kids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's going on? We're here. Yeah. We got you. Okay, I'm going to show some stuff here real quick, and then we'll wrap up. So um, I know I have been showing off um, the ATI minis, and actually ATI Outdoors has separated um, all the social media and stuff like that for these. So if you, you'll you find it on the RW minis, and so they've got this uh, new AR-15 in uh, Flat Dark Earth that Babyface came here and uh, jacked it up for me and... And put it together. So thanks, Babyface, for that. That's really cool. But I have a prototype of something that they're coming out with pretty soon that I want to share with you guys. Um, and I did. I think I did a video with this at uh, Shot Show. I want to say. So there we go. 1911. It's coming out That's, soon. Do these things actually shoot like pellets or? No, they don't you know? shoot. No, they're replicas. Oh, so okay. it's uh, it's. Oh my it's, gosh! Look at that. So you've got the bullets in there, the bullets come out and all that kind of stuff. You can rack the slide, as you can see there. Um, you can lock the slide back. 
So the slide is locked back right Mike, there. I need to get one of those little 1911s to send to Curtis over at VSO. Yeah. Because you know how much he loves them 1911s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can drop the, you can, I'm, you should be able to drop the slide. I don't know if I have it. There we go. You should be able to drop, like lock the slide back and then drop it. Boom. Just like that. Oh there my you, goodness. You can see the trigger. I believe you can pull the trigger. Let's see. Uh, yes. So you can pull the trigger. All that kind of cool stuff. This is a prototype. Uh, it looks and feels pretty good. So these, I'm guessing that we're getting closer to these coming out. And they look really good, just like it, to show you in my in the palm of my hand right there, like the size that we're looking at. So that's pretty so good. So cute. How long did it take you to put that together? Um, I, they sent this to me like this. So oh, okay. they're going to... No, 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 no. They, yes, you are going to be able to put them together when they come out. But they, mm -hmm. this is a prototype, so it's all put together so that I can get a look at it. And you can change the grips and stuff like that. So um, I can see in the future that they'll have accessories and things like that for this when it comes out. But it looks pretty good. Um, you know, I'm actually impressed with it. So look forward to those uh, to those coming out. I think that Lola said that we will uh, get some kind of code or something from them. But I know there's some, uh, there's some like Father's Day sales and things like that going on. But the 1911 cool. is not available, but the... Uh, the new AR-15 and the other stuff that they have uh, are available. Like I've got a, I got a 50 cal back here. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of different things. I love it. Those are AK. awesome. Yeah. And all those things. So RW minis, that's what they're calling it now. Just mm -hmm. for folks out there. Were there any, uh, Kathleen Music Lover wants to know if it shoots little tiny bullets. No, it's a replica, non-working replica. But they're so, cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I think it's something, it's cool to be able to put it together. Um, it comes like the uh, AR-15 and the 1911 is going to come like this, but I could just show you guys here real quick. The AR comes in this box, comes in parts, comes with instructions to put it together, and the 1911 is going to do the same thing. So, and then I think you can see, uh, they've got ATI minis on here, but I think they're calling it RW minis. Um, they're on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, now I wonder if um, they do various different models, or is it just um, select brands? Um, no, they're going to have lots of different things coming up. They're going through it now and setting everything up. Did, uh, is Carrie frozen? I'm back. Did you oh, okay. Back? Yeah, uh, I can hear you. I, Hold on. Let's you see. Can hear me, but you can't see me. Yeah, your your face is frozen. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Am I still frozen or am I back? Uh, you're back. Are you on your phone? Yeah, my back, my, my, didn't even, I didn't even notice it must have happened when I went away to not plug, you know, that my back. Yeah, go well, sideways. I was going to say, go sideways on the phone. Boom. There you go. Okay. So there we go. We got right. her back. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. It must no. have shown me low battery when I went to get my, my pistols and yeah that's cool we've only got a couple of minutes left so um okay. yeah we should probably we should probably start wrapping up here anyway okay. um you can check out the website if anyone wants to know any more about those uh yeah what's available now is on the ati website so you guys guys go check that out and there's going to be some sales for father's day and all that kind of stuff going on and we'll get some kind of code in for you guys um, as well, check out Gun Prime too. They're going to have um, some sales going on. Uh, Franklin Armory has some stuff, and I have a code Hank10 there that everyone can use 
with Franklin Armory, um, as well as uh, Harry's Holsters, where the code is Hank Strange. Um, and at Fort Scott Munitions, it's Hank 10. So um, all of these guys are going to have Father's Day sales going on if you guys want to get up, get up on it. Um, please do that. Uh, let me see. I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, let's start with uh, Carrie. How can the folks out there get in touch with you? Um, you know, how can they, what social media can they follow you on? So my primary source, but um, where where I you'll see me the most is on Instagram and um, Skeletons and Shotguns is my personal. That's where you see me doing. That's where I'm funny, super funny, and I do a lot of my uh, more of my advocacy there. Uh, we the female underscore official is my nonprofit organization where we teach personal security situational awareness training. We tend to keep um, you know it's more educational there. Um, same on Facebook, we the female uh, Skeletons and Shotguns. I do have YouTube channels for both of those. Um, just be patient. You can subscribe to them. Be patient. I do mom with a gun kind of reviews over there. Basically, new new woman doesn't know the language, talking to other women that don't know the language. So if you come on there and you try to critique it and saying, I don't know anything, that's the point mm -hmm. of that. So, um, and then and if you um, want to, uh, you know, donate to what we're doing with We the Female, you can go to wethefemale.net. And if you donate $30 or more, we send you a T-shirt. Okay, very cool. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. Let's go to Mike from Thank MW you. Tactical. You're welcome. Mike, how can the folks follow you out there? Yes, I say go to um, Facebook and Instagram, do a search for M-W Tactical. But if you look me up on Instagram and you want the at symbol, it's at Munitions Weapons Tactical, all spelled together. But if you just do the search for M-W Tactical, it should be the first one to pop up. Um, also, I'm still doing the um, law enforcement officer training, doing jiu-jitsu training for officers at no charge to the officer or the department. So um, you can go to gofundme.com forward slash LEO training, LEO training all spelled together. Um, go follow me so you can actually look at the adventures of me doing the competition shooting, trying to make A class by the end of the year. And also, Walther and Proper and select other companies, Venture Gear Tactical is in there also. They're doing a giveaway. So if you was to go to um, Walther's. Um, oh, now Mike is uh, freezing. Oh, it's Mike now, not me. Um, yeah. go, um, yeah. go check them. Go check them out um, as far as the giveaway and, uh, products. And um, also, please, um, if anything else, go listen to the Black Man with the Gun podcast where I do co-host with Ken Blanchard. And we talk about various things in the gun community. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think he's back. Okay, Carrie, hold on a second. All right, guys. Yes, I want to wish everyone a very happy, safe Father's Day out there. Uh, shout out to all the fathers out there. And you know what? Even the mothers that have to be fathers, it's tough. And the grandmothers that have to be fathers and all that. Shout Absolutely. out to, Yeah, shout out to all the people who are raising kids out there. Um, you know, have fun. Be safe. Uh, let me actually drop the end on this. Boom. I'll, dr I'll drop the ending here. Make sure that you guys subscribe and thumbs up and ring the bell so you can be notified when we put up videos. Um, we will be back on Monday, and that's going to be episode 400 on Monday, Free For All Monday. Everyone should join in. 400 episodes is a lot of fun. I want to thank Carrie Sloan from uh, Stilettos and Shotguns for being our guest and being so nice. 
Thank you. See, I can be nice. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. She was nice, and she, you know, it's. I I like both flavors. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and uh, also spicy and mild. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Um, My favorite sauce. (laughs) Um, I also want to thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming back on, Uh, Mike from MW Tactical. Thanks for coming out. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Thank you, and happy Father's Day to you. Yes, and happy Father's, happy Father's Day, Day to, to both of you and everybody out there. Yes, and your husband. Uh, um, and my husband. Yes. He's downstairs listening and probably watching. Yeah. Yes, shout out to him. You're, you're a strong man. Strong man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm going to stop teasing. We are out it's, of here. It's true. It's <laughs> yeah. true. I know. He just goes. Yeah, and he yeah. Yeah. Like, the yeah, husband, there she goes. The husband never gets enough credit, so I'm just making sure I'm never. giving him his credit out there. It's shout out to everyone. Yeah, shout out to everyone. We're out of here, guys. We'll see you Monday. Peace. Bye.